There's trouble brewing out in front of the saloon. Hey, they're gonna fight me, Jill. Look at them. They're about to draw. I fired point blank. Watch this. Welcome to Crappy Anime Showdown, the finale. I am your referee host, and uh, once again, the greatest anime, anime, no, I'm the greatest anime oh, watcher sorry. alive. Oh, I'm Jesus just going to claim that title. I think I've watched enough. I think it's pretty good. Thank you. Thank you. Um, today, I am joined by the man who visited every future, and none of them were worlds absent of anime. What a shame. JW. Sorry, Jay. He went to every single future I heard, and... Every single one of them had anime. Just man, never... all my homies hate mommy chan. <laughs> Fuck mommy chan. <laughs> and uh, I'm also joined by the man who was uh, disappointed that his anime idea for a and I quote sex-filled serious style Gurren Lagann was already done. Ethan, Ethan, that anime is called Darling in the Franks. I'm so sorry. I apologize, but it's been done already. You know, every time I get excited whenever you, like, do these openers, because you generally start with JW, and I'm like, ha, Jay's going to eat shit. And then I realize that, like, it comes back to me. And uh, How haven't you learned? I don't know. I just I just get excited about it. And every time I'm a little more disappointed. I mean, I, I guess I don't get to talk about not learning from past mistakes yeah. anymore. Yeah, it's very true. And we will get into that. Uh, in case you're new in uh, some reason just watching the finale of the show, uh, this podcast is dedicated to pitting garbage anime against each other to see which is the most deplorable while still being entertaining enough to watch. Today, Ethan will be defending... Mr. Love's Queen's Choices Awards, or something of it's that the, effect. It's the Mr. Love's Queen's <laughs> Choice Awards, yeah. It, everyone watches it. Yeah, and a lot Queen's of awards. Choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Going up against JW, who will be vehemently defending his sacred cow, Rent-A-Girlfriend. Uh, as always, I hope... It's a really good show. Yeah, brought your A-game. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's like the like the the anxious versus eager and people are like yeah i'm really anxious for this like party coming up you're like no you're eager and then like someone looks at you with wide eyes and like no i'm anxious no you're I'm like not. oh no <laughs> that is not what I mean. <laughs> you sir are wrong i am anxious oh okay i'm sorry anyway uh before we dive into this uh what i presume will be a really fun episode because i had a lot of fun did you guys have a lot of fun watching these animes no <laughs> um I enjoyed one of them. <laughs> oh, that, that's true. Look, Queen's Choice was genuinely enjoyable. I loved both of them, but for one for very sad reasons and one for very happy. I, I had the unfortunate, the, the misfortune of watching Rena Girlfriend second, so there's just uh, rage left yeah, in no. my body. <laughs> uh, which is great. So we're gonna we're gonna channel that rage. We're gonna take it all into a ball and you're gonna throw it to the audience, Jay. Um now there's six episodes, so you don't need to do a a beat by beat synopsis because that would take forever. Uh, right. But just give us a general overview and hit all the important plot points that you think that whether they were good or not that the audience should know of the last six episodes of Rent a Girlfriend. Well, you know, remember in the first episode where you were watching this sniveling coward uh, cry while he jerked off in his room and you thought, holy shit, this is embarrassing to watch. My teeth hurt from cringing so hard. Remember that first impression you had? Mm -hmm. And then I painstakingly convinced everyone to keep watching it because there was some, like, 
gold nuggets of character development and writing in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. does that keep going? Yeah, no, just, just go back to that first impression. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry, my bad. Yeah, I'm still remembering it. It's weird we, that you had me focus on the first we were, impression. I was hoping we were we right could. all along. Oh, wow, it's really that good the whole time. Death to, death to Rena girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> never have i seen a ball drop so hard and it, it's a it's a spike it's an end zone spike oh this is an insult to everyone who's ever written words on a piece of paper oh. <laughs> you know the, my favorite part about it <clears throat> these last six episodes where that this the uh, the show radically improved anytime mommy got on screen, which is weird. <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking weird. I was like, wait, hold on. I thought we were remember, like didn't remember like her. Mommy Chan? Yeah. Yeah, she came back. The most, the most hateable thing since Hitler. Yeah. Boy, I miss her. <laughs> remember Ruka Chan? And that waste <laughs> of space? Oh my god. Uh, no, remember? actually I heard she was best girl. Yeah, sure. Remember Sumi? At the sumo? Sumi? I don't remember which one that is actually. That's that the literal waste of space? That's your favorite, Ethan. The she's not a lolly. Oh. No, she's. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, technically she yeah. does say she's 19, which is just weird. But, she's I mean, the shy that, type. Again, that doesn't not fit the lolly as there are lolly 9,000 year old vampires. So I, I rest my case. That's a good point. <laughs> Age is just a number. It really the is. lolly is on the inside or <laughs> on the outside. That's, that's exactly uh, it. Is age on the inside <laughs> or the outside? <laughs> I'm having a crisis. <laughs> I don't know anymore. It's one that it's what's on the outside that counts. It's really what I'm saying. <laughs> if it looks like a lolly, it's a lolly. The inside doesn't matter. Well, you just have to remember, like uh, like Pokemon, Japan likes to categorize their women. So uh, Sumi yeah. is just the shy type, you know. Mm-hmm. And then there's the Sundere type, and there's oh, there's a lot of other ones. I don't know them because I don't I, do this. The fact that that's what it ended up being makes me well uh, well here's the thing though is i don't think that mommy john fits really in any case no, she doesn't i think she's she actually she character. actually somehow breaks the mold and and Shizuru for the most part stays outside the mold too but then they threw in two characters where it was like Definitely. all right oh god all right uh, anyway i was supposed to be doing a plot synopsis yeah. <laughs> oh yeah that's right man right, i'm so, so excited for this <laughs> I, I don't really remember what happened in episode six, but I remember it being significant in some way. I believe it was just the, the very first introduction of Ruka Chan where Yes, it was. They went yes, uh, where it was he followed quite early. Again, like hundred percent called it from the first fucking instance, because that's how transparent the shit got. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna call episode six the downward turn. The the over the crest of the fucking well, roller so we got coaster, through five episodes and right at Right at the, the end gutters. of six was the hill, and we're looking down, and we know we're going to go down, but we're still somehow hoping we're going up. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Everyone who's never been lobotomized could tell that Rukachan <laughs> was a Rena girlfriend, even from episode six. Like that was the thing that was setting up. Yeah, like, oh, looking back, my friends that suddenly have so a many. hot girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, my god! So... And she's pretending not to know me and continuing on with yeah. date and. She instantly knew that my girlfriend was a Rena yeah. girlfriend. Hmm, I wonder why. How that happened. Gee, maybe they worked together. <laughs> well, technically, the different agencies. Uh, and yeah, they're very different think, agencies, yeah. Uh, no, they're not different agencies. <laughs> yes, no, they, they are. They are literally different agencies. Oh, yeah. Whatever, who gives a shit? <laughs> I do. This is great. I'm this enjoying is the, this. This is the detail. More, more importantly, that whole setup also instantly gets fucking dumped. 
so all of episode seven is um Ruka-chan, i guess getting stalked and pseudo sexually assaulted yes that is uh, accurate by the main character and it just keeps happening a bunch of times and i i literally i i, I pretty i think i deleted it from my mind but it's it's all coming back to me now why does ruka-chan like him uh, because oh, her BPM she, goes up. Oh, because she Speed monitors up. her heart rate with her Fitbit. And yeah, and just, she normally only so, makes it to like seventy or something. Or... Just yeah. so everybody knows, ninety yeah. BPM is um, it's kind, it's not that high. What? Isn't it? Am I? Oh no, I'm just, I'm just. It might be. I have no idea. I just can't believe that anime would lie to me. Well, no, I think the point is not, and I'm not defending. Please don't take it as that. I think the Are you point is that she has. Yeah, I'm playing devil's advocate. Clearly no, no. Also uh, 90 BPM is within resting heart rate range. Right. Yes. I think the point. The point was is that her resting heart rate was very low. I think that's all they were trying to say. And I don't think got, that's what they were trying to say. I, I, I 100 percent say I think it is. that she no, was I, in love with him. No, and no, no. She I, her no, heartbeat as I, a measurement. No, well, I 100 percent think it's. I think that it's both. Her heartbeat was low. That's why she said no one has ever gotten yeah. my heartbeat up this high. Now, love was the trigger, sure. But it's the point is that her heartbeat rests lower and she just likes having a higher BPM. I don't really know the outcome That's, of that. What the fuck I, sentence did you just say? <laughs> uh, I said the anime. She likes having a higher heart rate? <laughs> I yeah, guess. Duh, bitch. Hey, hey, do not yuck her, yum. Come on. I am. I'm going to yuck it. This <laughs> <insane>. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> has absolutely nothing that she likes about him aside from getting sexually assaulted. And that's literally all I have to go off of. That was apparently, a... that's what she likes about him. Well, that's the funny thing, too, is she actually doesn't like any of that which happens to her until he touches her boob and falls on top of her and, like, saves her from falling downstairs. And then she's like, oh, my God, I think I'm really fucking horny right yeah, now. Yeah, what? Like, what was that? that I, I, uh... oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that, think... that, that scene right there, officer. <laughs> <laughs> Put him in jail. <laughs> Put him in jail. Oh god. Holy I don't know. I don't know if I said it. How do you do that? How do you go from what we had to that to Rukachan <laughs> to an actual fucking half-eaten tuna sandwich rotting in a dumpster? <laughs> Holy shit! I, I well, I, I thought it was pretty good. I, I thought the, I thought it was. <laughs> you good. sit it down, you nerd. Oh, 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 Literally, what is even her character? She I, just it's... shows up, goes on a date with a random friend as a rena girlfriend. You think, okay, that's the plot, right? She's random. Quits instantly, then decides to guard the main character for no fucking reason. You know, that's actually a really good point. The trope is so strong. Like, not her role, or excuse me, her role is a trope like not the it's not a normally executed version of it right but it is still a trope and it's so strong that i didn't even think about the fact that she just doesn't have a character like she is an actress that shows up in someone's life stops being an actress in that life and the only thing that we are shown behind that is literally just over the top love at the idea of a bpm yep that's That's it it. that's the whole thing only reason ever given you know what hey i have a theory higher than normal fucking bpm apparently this woman has never even walked up a flight of stairs you can get a 90 bpm going up and down stairs you are misinterpreting what's happening here you know that movie crank 
It's like crack. <laughs> if she doesn't meet someone, she has an artificial horse heart. <laughs> yeah, hooked up to a car battery. Yeah. And the only way she's going to stay alive right, is to be the BPM. Yeah. This is the only excuse I will accept. I'm back in, boys. All right, sell me on it. I'm back if, in. You got me. Not right. even if she was literally crank high voltage <laughs> would I accept this pairing. <laughs> she just needs to be around MC because MC either sexually assaults her or throws yeah. her down a flight of stairs and it's saves cute. her. Like her life is more exciting around him and because it's more exciting. Him more effort to fix his own medical issue than she has to love this man. I don't know. She cried in the middle of the street, and people thought oh, that yeah. he broken up with you know. It, you know street, so. this, this show could have easily been about her. About her complete inability to know even what she wants, how she just follows men because it's what she's kind of been trained to do, and then every time they deny her, she thinks of it as a failure on her part. So she mm -hmm. just fucking sits down and cries and manipulates people in the middle of the fucking street. She's Tommy Chan level manipulative too, and yeah, they don't yeah. even shy away from it. No, no, she's just as much of a fucking psycho. Yes. I'm gonna make a reference that Jay might only get. She's like uh she's like a really bad version of a really bad character of uh, Baby Five from One Piece. Jay, do you yeah. remember? Yeah. It's that it's the woman in One Piece who every her parents hated her so much and abandoned her that she literally takes anybody just wanting her to do anything as like oh my god I would literally kill myself for you moment and like she's just happy that somebody wants her even if it's like using her or something but she has a genuine disease called radical attachment disorder mm. rad that's funny right you like it rad. yeah i laugh every time <laughs> yeah wait i mean it worked for us in destructive gods so yeah. Yeah. i wasn't laughing are you sure that was <laughs> no, so I funny was, i was uh boy i really cherish the time i spend on this podcast where i get to laugh at good things i why Fuck. doesn't it happen what have we done? I can't well, that's episode six. Fucking panty gun Olympics or something. Why are you going to make this shit? Oh, <laughs> uh, God. I'm only on episode seven. Um, well, I can skip the oh, rest yeah, because I'm not even going to grace the fucking air by talking about Ruka or Sumi in any detail. Fuck those two. But Sumi was so cute. They are literally blow up dolls that managed to walk on their own. <laughs> well, Sumi pretty convincingly, she what knows the words arigato and then okay, I think she said his name once. I I couldn't believe that I was watching that. I I'm pretty sure I don't remember it and I wasn't watching. You know, I feel the like we need to also Sumi make it a... happened. It it was completely out of nowhere, a character that means yeah. absolutely nothing yeah. to the story. Yeah, literally nothing. Nothing to anything ever could easily be deleted and not a single goddamn thing would change. Yeah. Does not she a single thing? So here's a real question. Does she have more character development than Ruka? Look, look no. She I want to do this. No, she, I honestly think she has less. She does have because less. at the end of the day, you can you can just call Ruka Chan a psycho. I, Sumi Chan is a blow up doll. She has no personality. Yeah, because I, I talk just like a blow up doll. Because I'm thinking about it, like I, I'm just I get the feeling that someone out there is going to be like, no, she's like the shy, you know, whatever needs to like help 
you need to like help her get acclimated or something tight and or like, whatever. Like, why and is like he working as a rent a girlfriend? Yeah, that so no, that part no, 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 that part her? confused the heck out of me. So at one point, Chizuru was like, "Oh my god, she's super shy. She's getting some complaints." But in the flashback and everything that Sumi says in like her mind is always like, "I get like a lot of clients and they like me, but it, I'm shy, so like it's always awkward at the end." Yeah, which is it? I was like, "Oh, which one is it? Are they mad at you or do they still love, like?" It can't be both. They can't both be mad at you, but then also rent you out consistently. Like, I don't understand. Like, if you're going for the shy type, then you should, like, not have that many dates right now. And then he should be trying to help you, like, terrible plot point, but he I mean, should be trying to help you get better. I think the implication is that she has a niche. Like, there are guys who are I guess. Here, I mean, definitely but overall, that. she's less successful. I guess. Uh, I mean, but again, like, why is she doing that? There is no given reason whatsoever. No, she's why? just literally like I'm 19 and I'm a renter. Why? Why? <laughs> well, I mean, there could be a case more confident. There could be a case of like I'm not actually defending this, but like all right, Mr. Devil's Advocates. Nah, um, well, like you could make a case where like confident. right, right, like so. I've definitely heard of people that go into acting for this point because like acting still is a mask. Sure. So like you get to like that fake kind of agency. Because yeah, of course somebody not. else is trying to help her be more con uh, confident. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't seem like she has a... Because she went to Chizuru for advice just in general. She didn't go to her saying, teach me to be more confident. She said, teach me to be better. It was Chizuru's idea to help yeah, boost her yeah. confidence. Chizuru not went. even her idea. Yeah. She doesn't even have the agency of going up to an acting coach and being like, hey, I'm really awkward in public. I was hoping I could take this acting class to help get over my fear. I, no, I she doesn't even have that. She's just bounced. Her, she's a fucking blow up doll. The goddamn generator plugged into her butt, unplugged, and she just farted her way into a job. I also. For no reason. Side bit. I also hate that they're calling Chizuru in like episode seven and eight and maybe nine, like the, the best of the rookie class of the rent a girlfriends. I was like, yeah, why are no, we no, adding? No why are we adding the. Where did that come from? Because that was it's a so battle left, anime now. Right? So left field. I was so confused. I was like, I need no one has ever said went up to Ethan. It was like, this is my buddy, Big Chongo. We all call him that. It's like no one has ever said that before in the history of us <laughs> being friends. Yeah, he, he's the number one on the local chumpa list. <laughs> so Damn, the local Gorgonzola. Yeah. Like Ethan just started putting that on his resume. <laughs> Fuck are you talking about? I'm I want to hide one. that on my resume now. I'm the number one trooper guy. What? Literally, what difference does it make that Chizuru is successful? Yeah, it doesn't. None. None. I None mean, she needs, she needs to be slightly successful only for Sumi sure. to go to her for advice, but that's it. Like, it doesn't matter otherwise. Sure. But she doesn't need to be top of the rookie class. That doesn't yeah. impact yeah. anything. What's a rookie class? How are you? you, know, you know this is a good time to bring in another point, is that, like, this is like low key, some kind of like super power human anime. Because anytime one of those like rent a girlfriends walks by anyone in the street that doesn't have a oh, name, God, they're yeah. like, Man, I would have fucked that woman, I would have fucking plow yeah, her. Like, yeah, I'm just like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, that's the like, cutest I, thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It's like, it's like those commercials, and, I, and a comedian did a bit, and I forget who it was, but like uh, commercials where people wear those like hear those fake like. Those things that use like sonic hearing, and they're like they're listening to conversations, and these two hot women are talking about this guy.
guy's like, oh my God, he's so hot. That's so amazing. And the guy was like, yes. that's not how conversations go behind your back. That is not what you're going to hear. It's more yeah. going to be like, wow, look at that piece of crap over there. Or, hey, look, it's nice weather out today, Paul. Yeah, it really is. And then people walking away. You're not, people aren't complimenting you behind your back or as they walk well, by. Well, hold on. Just, wait, wait. I'm willing. Not how to, the world works. I'm, I'm willing to believe the idea that these women are being catcalled because catcalling is a real thing. Oh, yeah. The, the issue I take with this is that it has nothing to do with the show. So like they're they're clearly beefing these Rena girlfriends up so that you believe that they're like these amazing attractive people that shouldn't be with these like scummy people. And it also supports the idea of like these metrics where like she's the highest rookie class person. What the fuck does any of that mean? Like none of it supports the show other than like they could have said once, literally once that she is attractive and that he is not. Because it is so explicit in the way that the show is written. Like, did you catch the the one time when literally someone off screen is like, I wonder if he's fucking plowing her. And I was like, yeah. what yes. does that do? Yeah. I, I just like, you know, or like, or maybe like if that entire episode was about them having sex. Them. Yes, right. Like, if the whole thing of that episode, if the whole point was like literally just a sex episode, explicitly about the idea of sex, not dating maybe you could justify something like that. Yeah, but otherwise... But right now, it's just them acting out their fucking fantasies. Yep. It's so gross. I, I I, can't believe how disgusting it got. So now that we've skipped over Ruka-chan <laughs> and Super-chan, I'm literally not going to talk about them. <laughs> uh, okay. We get to the last two episodes. Really just the last one, to be honest. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, basically. The end of the second to last is... Uh, Chizuru. I I hate that I keep calling her that. It's not her name. Yeah, it is. Ichinose. Oh, no, oh, Ich Ichinose. Yeah, Ichinose. Yeah, I'm yeah. not calling her by her slave name. <laughs> Ichinose. Well, I, I think I think Chizuru is one. I forget. I think I yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, just the call her Ichinose. They all keep calling her that. It really started to piss me off. Yeah. Like, yeah. remember the beginning. Where part of the point was that that's not who she was, and that it was an act. Remember that? Yeah. Remember how she actually acts like who she is at college? I'm unfamiliar. Remember when she has other friends that she like actually likes and hangs. You know out what? With? Real quick, yeah, I no, want to talk about that. that. She wants to be an actress. She's actually hot. She actually acts like that all the time, dummy. Do you guys remember the part? I don't even remember what episode it was. Fucking piece of shit. But there's a moment where you get to see, um, damn it, what's her name? Femsi. I I keep forgetting. Ichinose. Ichinose. So, so there's a moment where she is sitting alone in her room and she's just leafing through a magazine before MC knocks on her door. And I realized that is the only time we've ever seen her like act on her own without the idea that like MC is watching her. Like that's just her interacting in her own bubble as a real person. Well, and it, we it felt really, really good. And then it's immediately ruined. Well, we see her act as a real person when she's with her friends at college and when she's just walking around. Right. But MC is always there for that. Well, yeah. He's always in the background. Sometimes inadvertently, but like you catch her in the middle of it. The point is like, we're that, that was one of the things I liked about the beginning is that you would get that where you're obviously seeing it through the, the main character's perspective. So like you're you're used to seeing her acting like Chizuru. And then when you see Ichinose walking around college and she doesn't act anything like that, 
You're supposed to look at that. Oh, and go, so, yeah, but she doesn't oh, act yeah. like anything. Yeah, but she doesn't act like anything. Is my point. I Whenever that's fine, because the other one is an act. All that mattered was that when you see her walking around college and supposedly in her room by herself, you're supposed to be thinking, "Oh, right, that that's who she actually right. is." Uh, like, I, I don't really know anything about her. Neither does the main character. Like that's the point I'm getting from this. Right. I agree. And then when when you show like the scenes of her in her room by herself. And she still, like, has her hair down like Chizuru. And she still, like, colors it? It's not 100% clear, but I swear to God, Chizuru's hair is, like, four shades lighter than Ichinose's. Doesn't make any sense. But, like, Ichinose puts her hair up in pigtails. Like, why, why, is, why is Chizuru, when she's just sitting around her apartment, not have her hair up? That's that's not how she actually acts when she's by herself and she's not working. Yeah. So yeah. why is it so like and, and it just starts infecting. The more the fucking show goes past episode five, the more she just is Chizuru all the time. She has yeah. no problem people calling her that all the time, even when they know who she really is. She writes notes to Kuze uh Kuze? I keep wanting to call him Kuze. MC, don't care. Whatever. Uh, she writes notes to him, and she signs it Ichinose, and then he walks out the door and says, Hey, Chizuru, what's up? What? How? How? Yeah. How are you so stupid? See, like, and this is a, that is a perfect example of why, how like, this anime is... How does the writer write this and miss his own point? Well, because that's not the point. The point is literally him or her, I don't care, living their fantasy. Like, I that's guess. the fucking point of this show. Is it's that they're like, justifying whatever kind of weird shit they want for Renault. It's Renegade. horrible. It's horrible. Yeah. I mean, it's like it, watching Pretty Woman and being like, yeah, he should have just bought the prostitute. Yeah. What? How do you... What? That's yeah, not, not the point. He, she's not supposed to transform her into the person she pretends to be for a sex work. Hey, whoa, whoa. Uh, how, how is this it hard is, to understand? This show is sex worker positive. We've established. No, it's not. Not Are anymore. you sure? Are you Hell sure? Because no. that's what that's what the reviewers said. She's not a said. sex worker anymore. She's transformed um, into the sex object. Are you guilt tripping her for living? Leaving. Are you guilt tripping her for living the life that she chooses to live? Maybe she's she really passionate quit. about her work. No, I don't know. She wants to be an actress, apparently. Yeah, but she really likes him, and he knows her as a sex worker, so maybe she should stay. Oh my god. Fucking Mommy Chan's 100% right. <laughs> Mommy Chan was also, like, really threatening. Like, yeah, she's a perfect actually, character. She's yeah. so hateable. It's wonderful. She's so well-written. Yeah. That, that ending? That ending? Uh, oh, so this, this is really the last episode. Uh, Mommy Chan apparently just off-screen figures out that she's a rent girlfriend I actually can buy that. But whatever. No, 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 sure, sure. In order to get revenge, though, she buys cheese rents, 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 rents. rents. Wait, come on, hold on. Which is super fucking sinister. Huge power move. Yes, like real goddamn evil. Takes her to the place. I'm convinced she knew where he worked. I am. And took her there on purpose. Yeah, yeah. To flaunt it, and then just basically slut shames her. He, she basically takes her into the fucking uh, karaoke den. Is that what they call those? Yeah. yeah <laughs> <sure>. Karaoke den. <laughs> and basically forces, karaoke her, it forces her to act like she's on a date. There's Yeah, so she forces her. Like, yeah, it's like she it's, pays it's a her. power move. She's like, hey, I control you. I, I paid you money. Now do what I fucking say. Mm-hmm. Did you yeah, catch that line that she are. drops on her too? Like when she's like, so 
She's like, what, oh, are you good at singing or whatever? And then you're like, well, I don't really want to sing. Like, this is bullshit. This isn't really a date. And she gets up and just walks over and puts the mic down in front of her and goes, sing for me. And yeah. it's like yeah. really yeah. fucking threatening. <laughs> like, good ass writing. I have never seen a, a fucking evil character so intimidating. Yes, I, I love Queen's Choice. Like, think about his goddamn evil character. Yeah. Hey, you leave Hades alone. <laughs> Mommy, like, honest, you, know you fool. It sounds like haggis. This reminds me of um, ah, fuck. What, what was that? Uh, Birds of Prey, where um, Obi Wan Kenobi is playing the bad guy, Black oh, Mask, yeah. and he walks up and it's like, "Dance for me," and like, yeah. it is so clear that that man will fucking kill you. To like, be honest, Mommy Chan did it better. Mommy Chan so did do it better. I agree. To Mommy Chan is the fair, best thing about the show. That's how good Mommy Chan is written, and that's how. Poor that Birds of Prey movie kind of was, but hey, <laughs> me. Like Black Mask had some moments, but ugh. yeah, I, you and I don't agree on this. Actually, you, Mike, and I don't agree on this. But that's well, that's wrong. not true because Jay and I agree on this. We don't agree no. with you. Oh, my bad. Correct. Yeah. I'm the one that's wrong. It'd be weird but if we had three. It wasn't terrible. Weird He's if we had better than people. fucking Hades, obviously. <laughs> Excuse you, or Hades, Hades, Hades. <laughs> a, a stone statue with the sword like pointed forward is more intimidating hey, than Hades. Hey, you have to practically what? run into him for him to be threatening. You leave Hades alone. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that uh, after slut shaming Mizuru. Oh my god. All right, so here's the thing. So her, she goes by Chizuru as a first name. Her real name is Chizuru Mizuhara. Uh, when or no, her fake name is Chizuru Mizuhara. She goes by her grandma's Ichinose at school. So Chizuru is her first name, but they always go by last names. So she's known what? as Mizuhara. That's where we've been wrong. Is everyone calls her Mizuhara, and occasionally he'll call her Chizuru. So Chizuru is her real first name. Yeah. How does that make any fucking sense? Well, I think it's fine because you can say that there are a ton of people in Japan, and somebody can have a common name. It doesn't really matter. It would be oh, the last. I mean it would be the last name standing out that would mean more. Like if you, if there was like, there's me, I'm like, well, and she goes I by a, her last name. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She goes by Mizuhara and Ichinose. Yes. That's what I'm saying. And then sometimes, you know how like in animes, people are like, can, can I call you your first name instead of like the honorific right. way of calling oh, no, you your last that. name? Yeah. So she goes by Ichinose at school so that nobody knows that Which she's is her fake last name. I, yeah, I guess technically. How does that make sense? All right. That's what I don't get. She goes, I don't I don't know. Well, maybe if I had understood that, I would have thrown this anime in the trash where it belonged <laughs> earlier. <laughs> I still don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. Don't quote me on any of this. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right, because I do remember Mizuhara coming up a lot. And yeah. I think that is her real last name. Yeah, I'm not going to wait here. I don't fucking well, pay. Anyway, end of episode. Mommy Chan does mommy evil, evil mommy Chan things. Chizuru. <laughs> uh, oh, I guess I have to call her that now, don't I? Chizuru does the most uncharacteristic thing I've ever fucking seen in my entire life and begs Mami-chan to beg to take the MC. Yeah, yeah that was weird. What the fuck was that? that? Kind of like... Chizuru, the woman who rightfully looked at uh, Riku-chan for four seconds and went, uh, she's crazy. I don't, you shouldn't date her. Yeah. She doesn't know what she wants. She's just some fucking, like... Love struck more. And then only pulled that back because she learned about the heart thing or whatever. I don't know. That was weird. But oh, yeah, no. Pulled you... that back for no reason. I, and initially because I thought it was just inconvenient. 
<laughs> she, she, she chased back up and was like, eh, Dater. He's like, why? He's like, yeah, you know, because lowers the chance of people finding out, I guess. Really? That's, you just That's told him no because she's psychotic. Yeah, and no, clearly she, is, they, is she clearly had a lot of crazy. great writing, and then the, and the other was like, eh, I'm gonna walk that back. I don't really like where that like, story I literally goes. feel like the hand of the editor put his <laughs> fist up the writer's ass. It was like, uh, Excuse me, people <laughs> like that character. I have the popularity polls right here, they're gonna date. So he's like, And then Mizuhana changed her mind and ran back <laughs> and told him it was okay, completely contradicting the last thing she said and gives no reason as to why she changed her mind. Yeah, and you know what? You know what? That's it. That's it. That's where the editor came in. That exact moment is when this entire show flipped upside down into shitsville. Yeah, it was. Uh, boy, was it was it a roller coaster? Riku Chan was a is a psycho, and but at least Cheezer was like, hey, at least it was a learning experience in that very very first scene where she's like, oh, look, man, she doesn't really like you. Like she doesn't know you. She's yeah. just like super infatuated for some goddamn reason. You would be an idiot to go out with that because she doesn't really know enough about you to care about you. And then he's like, yeah, I, I guess that kind of makes sense. You know, I, I'm just. I'm just really flustered right now because she's the probably the first person to ever tell me that they like me. You know, that made sense. And then she was like, all right, you know, just talking him down. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, 180. Do, <laughs> do the opposite of what I just said. <laughs> in fact, in fact, say you're going to go out with her for no other reason than it's <laughs> inconvenient to her. <laughs> you know, there was those people in the lobby who were asking her if she had a boyfriend and she just looked at you and went, I don't know, do I? And you know what? That's a great reason to go out with somebody. Just because you don't want them to get asked awkward questions. <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day, how can you even call yourself a man unless you're dating somebody for absolutely no reason? You don't even like them. Yeah, you gosh just, darn you right. You don't want to go through the social awkwardness of having to explain to somebody that you're just friends. Fucking crazy, I know. Fuck this person. Either the writer is a genius who is currently being ass-puppeted by a fucktastic editor, or... He's a complete piece of shit. And this entire thing was nothing but a justification for incel shitholes who think that treating women like objects will literally solve all their problems. I mean, I think it's I think it's more likely it's one than the other. <laughs> I don't care which one it is. Okay. Well, well all right. That's well, that kind of kind of about wraps up. Well, uh, here, one last thing. thing. Um, well, There's no, a bit of right. No, I'm he's not. Do the one last thing. Go oh ahead. yeah, he confesses she likes Chizuru. Fucking kill himself. I'm done. No, he doesn't. Yes, that's he does. He looks well, right not... in her face and right, says, "I want you, only you." Yeah, right. And then she says, "Well, what does that mean?" And he goes, "As a rental girlfriend, because he doesn't want to say as a real girl." Oh, did he? I didn't. Yes. I didn't. Uh... Yeah, that that was my biggest. That's like it was failing, but at the second that sentence left his mouth, I went, "Okay, that's the final nail in this coffin." And I looked and I saw they had a second season. I went, and that's why. To, to be honest, to be honest, I think it would have been worse if he just confessed his love. Honestly, worse. Because he it's so undeserved. Now, if he had said it and then she just kicked him in the dick and said, I'm never talking to you again. How have you so consistently misunderstood the situation? How many yeah. times have I fucking told you this exact thing over and over again? Do you not know what I'm going to say? Can you imagine how great this anime would? I would have forgiven everything else if that was the final three minutes of this anime. If, like, after all of that, he goes, you know what? I really do want you for you. And she just goes, 
what the fuck? Wait to season two where he finishes chewing off his ball sack. Like I, I just would have been like, all right, yeah, now I'll watch them in season two, but no. I, I actually oh. think the most criminal thing about this anime is that like it doesn't do either of them. So like it, it either could have done the like the good thing where like you know by the end of this, okay, obviously this anime has a lot of problems, but let's say that like MC at the end was like. I need to just be alone for a little while and accept the fact that like, I don't a need a girlfriend and B it will come to me as like things come. Like I shouldn't be like pursuing this with such vigor. Things will just happen as they happen. This has been an interesting experience. I need time. That'd be like a good thing, right? Like that's a good lesson out of this. And then like the bad one is that he manages to hook up and get together with Chizuru and they start dating, you know, properly. It took neither of those routes, and it went for the capitalist route, which was, how do we get more seasons, boys? <laughs> oh, well, we don't have them end up together, because nobody likes to see a progressive couple doing well in an anime. No, it's so stupid. That's a terrible idea. I don't, don't want to look it up. I don't want to look it up and find out that the Rent-A-Girlfriend manga was like this the whole time. Why do you not want to look it up? I don't know. I don't like, you want, want it to be, you're hoping I, it'll be better? No, I... I don't hope anything. I just don't want to think about it. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> what, what I what I don't want to know is I don't want to know that I could have known that I was wrong this whole time. Yeah, um, but I think it's better that you don't look that kind of stuff up because then I know, otherwise it is, it's, it's better for the podcast. But it's yeah, not but it's way I know it's right. it's it's worse it's worse <laughs> for our mental state of mind. <laughs> that well, people you know people who've read the manga are like well they're like. They probably like it, so they wouldn't say. But you can imagine someone who read it and didn't like it to be like, "Oh yeah, I'm sorry, dude. You're way off. You're way off here." Just, yeah, just no, listening mean, to you talking, going, "Nope, that's wrong. Nope, that's wrong. There nope, are that's theoretical wrong. people who don't exist who who were listen who was listening to what I was saying <laughs> two, three, four weeks ago and just knew. <laughs> they knew the whole time, and they didn't warn me. Yep, person who doesn't exist. We're calling him Jimmy. Fucking Fuck Jimmy. Jimmy. Why didn't you tell me? Why you know, like I think I think I mentioned it at the beginning, but like it's so hard not to get jaded. It's so hard not to just go look. How many times am I gonna keep fooling myself? How many how many times am I gonna watch an anime and go, oh wow? But I think I believe in this anime. I think they can do something really cool here. But it's like, you know, it's like and for the love of the game. I just give up. It's like for the love of the game. If you if you ever get to the point where you give up, then there really won't be a podcast because if, you, if, we ever, if we ever get to the point where we give up or are so good at predicting this, then you know the podcast will just naturally end there because there will never will never be quote unquote surprised again, or the very very few and far between times we are won't be worth the pain and suffering. So I'd say never give up if only for the life of what we do here. Listen, you gotta uh, just take it I, more I nihilist it. route. Like I, I just And also just just, just just think I'm about already it. pretty nihilist. Just, just I know I mean so we're gonna have to watch it for next week, but think about it. Millionaire detective exists, you know? You know, like they're they're out uh, there. And if that stays well written, they're out there. And I you just have to hope that you're right. It's okay. It's okay to hope. It's okay to feel hope in your heart. I, right? I, I need a, I need a anime speech. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to step in. <laughs> oh, well, I'll give you the one that Kibe gave, uh, uh, cause he stepped back in for an episode. It was the last thing I was going to bring up. And he was like, Hey, uh, <laughs> you can be, uh, the guy that Ruka, uh, was like, Hey, I'm your rent girlfriend. Uh, and you're all depressed and writing terrible things online. And Kibe's like, I'll be like, Hey, Ethan, like, just make sure JW's all right. Okay. Like, you know, he's, 
been writing oh, some wow. real terrible stuff online. Like Remember that great character? Who's yeah, that fucking sideline? Yeah, they bring him back for one scene, and it was a decent yeah. scene, but they really just, it was like, you wasted a, you wasted a good character. That Go. guy needs to be in every scene, punching no, people in the face. He's such a good yeah, No, mommy and him. Yeah, That's oh what my I want to watch. Oh my God, I want to watch that. more of those beach episodes. I can't believe I just fucking said that. <laughs> that be, the beach episode was the best episode. Beach episode was fucking fantastic. Not, not for the reasons you think. Oh, oh my God. Go look at look at back at that beach episode. Holy shit. That was a high point. Yeah. That, that's a high. Yep. Oh, oh man. God. What a ride. All right. Well, while Jay cools down internally and externally, uh, Ethan, why don't you talk to us? My about rage is undying. <laughs> the wonderful world of Mr. Loves His Queen's Choice Awards. MLC, too. Is that what you meant? Mr. Loves His Queen's Choice, Choice Awards. Awards season 2020. Season. It's Who's funny. gonna get slime? <laughs> All right, uh, so we're gonna we're gonna hit some hopefully high level plot. Uh, basically, episode seven is where shit starts really popping off. Oh my like, god! Boy, episode, like, remember, remember last week when I said I accidentally watched it? Oh, uh, it was even funnier the second time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> Okay, it's hard not to explain too much of the plot of this because it's the reason why this show is so good. But okay, so episode seven, Femsi. Anyone remember her name? Oh God, uh, don't yeah. know, don't care. Just call her a queen. All right, Femsi, queen. Oh yeah, queen. Okay. Yeah, call so, her the queen. That's fine. So queen. They say the queen most of the time. Oh, just queen. Yeah, it's just a queen. queen. It's not <laughs> queen. I'm like, wow, I, I like this anime a lot more now. <laughs> So the queen gets funding from America from a channel called HVG, and they're no, it's first, HBS. Yeah. It's like TBS or CBS. Oh, it's HBS. I don't know where I got the other thing. But it's I don't the know. number one America. American yeah, it's, it's America's show, number yeah. one variety show. You idiot! And How do you not know you American the, squad? The crickets. The crickets go off. <laughs> and I look left and I look right. And I can't think of a single fucking variety show I've ever watched in my Never. entire life. And what, Ellen? Oh, is there was variety? the, the, go, like, the gong know. show. The gong no, show. Oh, it's true. Ellen is a variety show. The gong like, show? You guys remember that? Like, do you guys watch uh, uh, Oprah? Oprah, yeah, yes. All right. Ellen? I get major funding, right? And <clears throat> the Miracle Show, FMC show, is like, we're going to host the CEO first. And, um, brief little pause there's a moment where she's like man things are looking up for me as she talks to some peon that doesn't have a name and he looks at her and says all i can do is not an agreement and then he nods and uh, that's more, the entire line no, no 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 that guy is gavin's best friend from high school no 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 not him i'm talking about when they're oh. at the building not not like ditzy guy that looks kind of like kira not him are you wait? Are you? There's some NPC that doesn't get a name that's at the building that we're about to go to where the ambush happens. Spoiler: the ambush happens. There is a dude, some random NPC <laughs> that just has an interaction with FMC where he says, "All I can do is not an agreement." And then I he think, I think I remember what you're talking about, but such it's the worst awesome dialogue game. ever. I hate it, but oh God, it's unimportant. God. Okay, so anyway, <clears throat> so. They are at some what looks like an abandoned fucking mill. Like it's just b this big building that looks totally. Well, it's, like, it's like it's like a, yeah. They set it up as like a prison. It was what a weird building. Yes, and yeah. they go inside, and basically the preppers of the show are like, okay, you have to act in a certain way while we're like taking you through this building. 
and then the show will start soon. You'll meet with people. Plot happens. I don't care. So she's being led through the building, and she's led up to a literal jail cell, and she's like, "Is the show starting soon?" And then the dude shoves her into the door and laughs in her face because she's a moron. And then, <laughs> and then she sits down on the ground and goes, "Is the show starting soon?" Um, and then CEO Kuhn shows up and saves her because CEO I swear to God, she gets. <laughs> I, I, I saw it the second time. I tried to count how many times she asked somebody like whether or not the show is still going. On. <laughs> it's I don't. Know, how do you write that with a straight face? How do you? So, so she she walks into the dungeon. It's a dungeon. All the lights are off. Yeah, it's like a fucking She's dungeon. There with one other person. She goes, "Where are the cameras?" He goes, "Oh, they're all super yeah. secret no, hidden cameras we put in the wall." Like, and she buys that. I have sneaky cameras. She's like, oh, okay. Then he goes up to a prison cell. She's like, "You know, this place looks really familiar. I'm pretty sure I was locked here as a kid." She goes, "Don't worry about it. It's like an escape room." Yeah. <laughs> goes, okay. They oh shut her in a prison cell and lock the door. And she goes, Hey, is this part of the show? And he goes, <laughs> and walks, walks away. away. So CEO Kuhn shows up to save the day. And he breaks her out of the jail cell, right? Yep. And um she starts having like major flashbacks where she's realizing I have totally been locked in this exact jail cell. <laughs> the exact yeah. one. And all it seems real up. familiar. Like yeah. broken up by CEO Kuhn as a child. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that's whenever black swans show up and start just trying to fucking kill them. Um, uh, we find out evolvers can cut through CEO Kuhn's uh, time freeze. His, thing. his name is Victor. Don't care. And we and we knew that. We knew that already. Oh, his, remember? his name's not Victor, it's Simon. Well, oh. yeah, but they say Victor. It doesn't matter. Oh, they anyway, say Simon. They, but oh. they, they spell Victor on the sub, so it's right. Victor. <laughs> Still no explanation as to why they do that. <laughs> All right, I, so, I don't, I, I'm pretty sure I, you didn't need to Americanize the name Simon. So, But but it's also like we, we already knew that he can't freeze Evolvers because remember when they were both at uh, – Potato Chip Princess uh, Kiro's uh, lab. He was like walking towards after the guy had frozen time. He's like, oh, "Wow, that's right. that guy's a, that guy's an evolver." I wonder if he yeah. even knows. And then he unfreezes right. time. My Come on, my Ethan. Also, Come on, technically speaking, you knew from the very first scene with him, in that he freezes time to save her from the car, and then he looks down like semi surprised. Was like, "Oh, you know, you were an evolver." And she goes, "Oh, oh yeah, that's true." And he's yeah. like, "Don't repeat oh, that." Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. That's how they first uh, Forget I fucking said that. You an evolver? What's that? <laughs> Never mind, dude. I think the freezing time is going to be more on her mind than the fact that you, you know, said evolver. <laughs> that is the classic, like, uh, you know, you call in to like check on your account for something, and they're like, "Uh, can I get your uh, social security number?" And you're like, "Why don't you give it to me? You could just be some random person." They're like, "Uh, don't repeat that." all right anyway so every every one of these scenes basically cuts between them having flashbacks so there's like fireballs coming after them and bullets and shit like that they make it outside and there's a flashback moment where you see her take a literal fireball for him as a child and then him remembering what's happening because he's like i was here too and this is all so familiar Mm -hmm. 
She tries diving in the way of the fireball that, of course, is showing up as soon as they get outside. And he's like, no, and pushes her back, which I was like, oh, all right, like, sure, okay, it's fine. And then, like, they make it down onto the ground, and another fireball comes at them. But that didn't happen in the first round. Like, that didn't happen as kids. So she just dives in front of it and takes the fireball. And he's like, fuck. How did I see that coming? Oh, my God. <laughs> I actually so really funny. love that because, like, she so she's going to do it again. Like, <laughs> it's like one of those, does it again. It's like one of those things that, like, no other time thing that I've watched has that happen. Where someone's like, hey, I, I took the bullet for you. And you're like, yeah, but don't do it this time. And they're like. Okay, I won't do it this time. <laughs> well, time I'm gonna do it again. I'm gonna do it again. Hold on. You didn't say nothing. Person, mere ten steps away from where it just happened. So he, uh. he like picks up her effectively dead body. Uh, she's not dead, but she looks dead. And uh, in the process, she goes berserk and amplifies his evolver powers, and now he can make fucking portals. Mm-hmm. So he uh, absorbs all the fireballs and literally absorbs the other people's sentence. <laughs> shadow fireballs. realm, buddy. Yeah, he sucks him into the <laughs> shadow realm. No way. Um, so she wakes up in like his mansion type skyscraper building. And uh, I'm not going to talk a lot about this. They basically start explaining the plot and I'll get to that in a moment. But he's like, you've been asleep for a week. You know, what do you want to do? And she's like, well, I have questions. They go over that and she goes, I'm hungry. And he goes, yeah, you should eat. No, no, I no. Her tummy, her tummy rumbles first. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very embarrassed. Yeah, She's been asleep for a very... week. Her tummy rumbles. Like, oh, my God. Oh and my the best interaction of the show happens where she starts to say, <laughs> I would like some fried chicken. And she gets through the word <laughs> chicken. And he says, nope. Nope. <laughs> Why is she being denied fried chicken? <laughs> it's just like so like it's so it just kind of like paints the picture of like what this dating app is like where it's just a whole bunch of men telling this woman what to do no i would like <laughs> some fried chicken no <laughs> I you're gonna get you're gonna get this blue you're gonna get this blueberry yogurt parfait and you're gonna like it i woke <laughs> up from my coma and my pseudo boyfriend is holding me hostage in the hospital. Can I eat some fried chicken? No! <laughs> you will eat my cold, wet, blueberry oatmeal. And then she, like, she eats it. At first she's like, I don't want it. And she's like, oh my god, wait, it's good. And then that's that. But anyway, the plot. Oh my, your white, your white chunky fluid fills my mouth with joy. I'm just going to read the plot off because I wrote it down and I feel like it's important. 17 years ago, they escaped but got separated. Uh, until then, he, he CEO Kuhn Victor, searched for her and the perpetrators but effectively couldn't find them. Then he learned of Black Swan and that was a, uh, that they were a major investor of HBS or H. Yeah, I guess it is HBS. Yeah, whatever. HBS. Um, also, the, the no name that you were talking about, I just assume is the CEO of HBS. I just looked up the conversation and it just seems that that's what the conversation led to. So he doesn't get uh, a name. But yeah, he just says, uh, after seeing these results, all I can do is nod in agreement. I love okay, it. Okay, yeah. That's fine. But oh, um, so, um, <clears throat> so he, uh, Victor, accepted the show offer from HBS explicitly so he could get more leads on Black Swan. Mm-hmm. And the best part about this is he almost got captured anyway. Yeah, he was like, like, and I almost got captured too. I was like, how? This was your idea. <laughs> I oh, wait, wait, wait. We forgot to mention that there is a brief scene where uh, uh, Simon slash Victor punches in the door. Of, <laughs> oh, he, of no, he kicks it in. Yeah, he kicks it in. But, yeah. but more importantly, pretty much I think right after we see that, we get a little flashback 
of him getting the exact yeah. same. Yeah, the guy pushes where, him in. The guy pushes him in the cell, and he has the smuggest look on his face, <laughs> trying to shut the door. But then the guy just freezes time and walks out. out and doesn't interact with him further. So I just imagine that guy's like, <laughs> uh oh. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, money, I would have paid. Like you're Black Swan. How didn't you know he could do that? I know. Yeah, it's the best. Why did you try to shove him in and lock the door? So oh he's got the dumbest look on his face. I need that as a fucking wallpaper. <laughs> Fuck! I love this anime. <laughs> you fucking idiot! I all oh, know. So. Anyway, Black Swan apparently recreated all the exact same events that happened 17 years ago. Um, for fun, I guess. For fun, yeah. It's not really truly explained. I assume to activate power or some bullshit. They want her to yeah. wake up. Yeah, they want her to wake up. Wake up. Why so, don't you go and put a little makeup? They spend oh. uh, several weeks hopping around while she is sleeping, and eventually she gets annoyed with that. And the CEO allows her to go outside. Very, well, no. Very so here, annoyed. Here's the thing. On her yeah. pillow. Like here, here's my, here's my favorite part. Did you guys catch when uh, he the, the Victor walks out to the doctor? The doctor goes, oh, she's looking great. Uh, she should be able to go out of here in like a week or so. And he's like, yeah, I got to talk to you about that. And then walks in the room and goes, yeah, you got about two weeks in here. Oh, my <laughs> like, God. Like, right. He, like, he got the doctor to like double the time. He was just like, yeah, you're going to be here in like two weeks. <laughs> Hold my wife hostage. Okay. I did not catch that at all. That oh, my crazy. God. That was one of my favorite parts because then, then it was like it cuts to one week later when she should have been released and she's pounding her pillow. Ah, I want to leave. Yep. Well, that happens too, dear listener. Another God. good anime. Oh, my so God. She goes outside, talks about the sky, blah, blah, blah. She wants to take an active role in fighting Black Swan. Episode 8. <clears throat> she has a premonition of Gavin in a burning room. She's out of the hospital. That's or hospital as in like his room. She's out of CEO Kuhn's clutches. Um, she goes searching for specifically room 404 at the hotel because that's where Gavin was in the burning room. Also, um, did you like that joke? Did you enjoy that, that joke? She can't find room that 404. was not found. Doesn't yeah, exist. Oh, yeah. okay. Did you like that? Did you like that hacker joke? Did you? Bitch joke of all time. Yeah, fucking weird. Uh, but anyway, you don't have a room 404. Of course you don't. So because... she goes up and she can't find room 404, right? But then she turns just once and finds room 404. Yeah, well, she turns away okay. and then turns back, and there it is. Because Gavin does the same thing, or Hop, yes. whatever you want to call him, does the exact same thing. Looks to the left. <laughs> Look, looks at the doors, looks left, looks back again. There they are. Oh my god. Yeah, it's like it's checking there the whole twice time. before you cross the street. <laughs> They're just dumb. So anyway, um, so she goes in, the door locks behind her. Josie is there. If you don't remember who Josie is, that's fine. I didn't. Jay and oh, Josie. I did. Well, I didn't. I don't fucking care about her and Jay. Jay was the dude that had power over sand that basically fucking died because the queen like overcharge his powers or something yeah basically well josie is his sister um josie was waiting for gavin no idea why gavin would have been there but she was waiting for gavin um and is satisfied instead with killing uh femc instead of gavin queen well either killing her or activating her powers or both like she says both things yes both neither she says says, your death won't be slow but also like if i activate your powers that's pretty cool but also 
Also, does she work for Black Swan? Yeah, but not really. She was just used by them and now doesn't. Brother, I don't, I don't know. What happened to her after they left? So this <laughs> is a lot of questions. This is the first time that we get a paranormal thing that is strictly unrelated to evolvers. Yeah, it's very true. What is her power that allows her to go into an unfound room and create a subspace? Yeah, she. I, I quoted it. She says, like, they teleport, like, she and FemC teleport away, and they end up in this weird fucking non-Euclidean space, right? And she says, quote, a different space-time that was born from variations in cosmic energy. Nice. I have no I have idea, no what, idea that what that means. means. <laughs> so, also, this specific area in that variation of cosmic energy is where Jay and Josie's family wandered into one day and Jay and Josie were the only ones to make it out. Yeah. That's also a thing. Yep. Do, it's contextually means nothing, but that, yeah. that is explained. Okay. So Jay, she blames Jay or damn it. She blames MC, FMC and Gavin for killing Jay, which is technically kind of true. Um, mm -hmm. And then let's see here. Uh, Gavin, we cut away from there. Gavin meets up with one of his old partners named Lytton and is basically getting the dirt on the fact that his department in the, the cops are specifically about catching and killing evolves, not just catching the, or evolvers, whatever, not just catching them and getting them the help they need or some bullshit like that. Immediately. Putting them into witness protection. Yes. Right. Yeah, but, also, right. but also going on the computer and putting death stamps over their faces. Yeah, they're actually just dying. Just like Mr. Incredible. Yeah, and literally, like, before it was... Where, yeah, it said, where, it said whereabouts unknown every time, but they actually were all dead, which is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so, immediately as soon as Lytton tells him this, he gets fucking shot, because right behind the bushes, not 20 feet away... Is their entire department? Yeah, and also, I'm sorry. If you look at that shot, if you look, if you look at those shots, they are both standing facing each other with the opening of like this floral archway. Okay, the guys are at the end of the floral archway, and they fire a bullet, and it goes back to front on this guy. <laughs> yeah, it, it blows out through the front of his chest, like the person was behind him. Yeah. Oh god. Who yeah, it shot him. So flower did. He's a sleeper. sleeper I'm a I'm a sleeper stem. <laughs> You're dead, boy. <laughs> Literally a a splinter cell. So splinter of wood. Gavin makes it out, and Linton is basically dead. Who cares? We never see him again. Yeah, um, we never saw him before. We don't see him again. It's not really yeah. that big a deal. He's a really really great tool. What do you mean? We never see him again. I know that's what I'm saying. Edgy Gavin. What? No. What? No, no, no. We're talking about Lytton, his friend. Oh, he died. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, never yeah. knew about him before, and we never see him again after. Well, he dies, so, I mean, that makes sense. I yeah, know. Well, whatever. It's, his death is really just, un, it doesn't matter. <laughs> he, it should have made it that guy that works with with a lady character. Oh, my God, I hate him. His um, best friend from high school, and they've never even spoken to each never. other on screen. Well, they have in a flashback. That was it. Yeah, that was no, it. Yeah, like, like, yeah, like, why, why, why is he in the show? No one <laughs> knows. Oh, God. So, Gavin gets away, and he finds himself at the same hotel, and he's trying to find um, Femsi, and he's like, I need room 404. 
And the guy at the front desk is like, bitches, why do people keep asking? (laughs) Well, there was like a woman that went up there. So he goes up and he finds room 404 by looking away and checking the road twice. And then he finds it. He goes inside and he stumbles into the, just to remind people, a different space time that was born from variations in cosmic energy. Um, And then we cut away from that. Uh, The CEO is talking about how he couldn't control his powers when he was around FEMC, which is accurate because she's queen. Um, Josie then is back on screen. She's saying that Black Swan believes evolvers are the natural evolutions of humans. And that's why they should be pursued and studied. I don't know why we got that dialogue again, because like that was already true. Um, FEMC has the queen's genes, mm-hmm. which is this the first time we're hearing this? Um, I, don't, I don't think. No, 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 no it's, it's been uh, it's been implied throughout. Like all the end credit scenes with the uh, Audis and Hadis and everybody, they're all like, she's the queen. Like you got to wake her up kind of deal. So like it's been heavily implied, if not directly stated before now. Okay, so now case, now it's like now it's the focal point because she's finding out about it. So it yes. feels bigger, I guess, but not really. Yeah, and now we get our X Men plot line where like you know you have to awaken the true power when under stress and stuff. Um. Anyway, it turns out that the Doctor is in on the Black Swan stuff, but he also wants to stop them. That happens at some point. Um, yeah, what a weird character. We'll get into all these. Yeah, I don't understand him at all. Um, the Queen amplifies Josie's power. Gavin shows up and stops Josie. Sorry, that finally cut back to him. Um, after Josie gets so amplified that... Shit, what happens to her? Does she die? I don't remember. I, I don't think even, so. I don't yeah, care. Just kinda, they just fade her. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't. They literally don't care. <laughs> they do not care. Yeah. What everybody leaves, does she stay there forever? Who knows? I don't know. And like, so the this is my favorite part is that for some reason, Queen remembers a police report saying that when one of these like portals open up, that the people that were caught in it, Jay and Josie, could remember hearing a waterfall. And that whenever they walk towards the sound of the waterfall, that's how they got out of this portal. So they find this waterfall off screen and they manage to just magically show up back in the real world, completely unrelated to where they were. Yep. Um, and then for some reason, all of the evolvers in the entire city all have an overreaction at the same time. Gavin flies away. It seems like his power is out of control. All other evolvers we know of powers are out of control as well. And then some fucking shadow shows up in the middle of the woods and taunts her and then disappears. <laughs> Explains that his name is Hades, not to be confused with the Greek god Hades, of which everyone <laughs> to have a name from. Yes. That is Hades. That and, is Hades. Uh, he may sound like Haggis, uh, the very disgusting... <laughs> but he is Haggis not Haggis. Haggis. He is not Haggis either. In fact, he is simply Hades. And Correct. his name is to be mispronounced as such. So Hottis disappears, and then the doctor shows up in a, at like totally unrelated, different scene. He shows up and looks at Josie, and Josie's like, "Don't send me to the place. Don't do it." And then the doctor disappears her somewhere, and that is the last we see of Josie, she's and the last we hear of any of it. Dead. <laughs> she's dead somewhere. We don't know or care. All right, episode nine. We don't know where Gavin is, but FMC keeps looking for him. Uh, for some reason, she's back at work and reading reviews from her viewers. Yeah, um, she doesn't give a shit. Yeah, she's like trying to figure out what's going on by literally checking in with her viewers. The world is going to hell, 
and she walks into the fucking work office and is like, hey guys, what's up? Yeah. Oh, nothing. <laughs> small apocalypse. Everyone came into a coma. So the doctor... Literally almost all non... So that, that's the other thing I don't really understand. Is that like, at this... The, the timeline gets very funky here. On the very. one hand, they, they send out a wave that makes Evolver's powers go nuts. Yes. And then there's a very nondescript, like, fuzzy amount of time between that and when they go to break the uh, the tower. The, like, antennas. Yeah. yeah. The and then also at the same time, but not the same time, they're outputting a very similar kind of signal that is causing people who aren't Evolvers to go into a coma? So that that is... The the different plans between Hades and like Ares kind of colliding, like Hades. Ares is the scientist dude. It's Lucian. He's the doctor. Lucian, the doctor. That's but they the, had the same plan up until the last second. Right. They they both well they both had the same plan of awakening the the queen's powers, and he Correct. still has that after the end first of the time. Reason. Yeah, but the point is, is that they were going about it different ways from the beginning, uh, right. and then near this end, it's like his part of the plan is to once once we. So I okay. So here's my here's my two second take on it. I believe what they were trying to do was make everybody stressed out and believe kind of in the idea of the evolution, and then they put these people to sleep and hope that they can awaken them in this dream state of like fighting whatever. Correct. And then if not, they just die. And I, I look. And they it only up. have a point one percent chance of winning. That's Hottis's plan the whole time. Well, I yes. What and, does the evolver thing have to do with it? Well, they 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 want to call the population both. Yeah, this is um, well, like, making evolvers go out of control. Why would they do that? Uh, because it's they, not they, it's not they, specifically to make them go out of control. It's, I think it's, it's more it's it's more to give other people the idea that that this evolution is out there. No, no, no but they're two separate signals. No, 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 no. no. What, I'm, what I'm saying is, is that when they make the evolvers go mad, they say they even say it in the anime, it's like it's caused a panic around the world about yeah. like. What is what is happening, and More then of a panic. Then when well, no, and then immediately the after, then they put them into sleep to keep that panic going, but also to try to stimulate no, with no, that panic. Non-evolvers to... were going into comas. Evolvers weren't affected by the coma ray, right? Because they want to turn non-evolvers into evolvers. Right. Because so what does that have to do with jacking up evolver powers? Because oh, I just so okay, I okay, I got this. People don't know evolvers exist, right. but by having these people go crazy with these crazy powers, it implants that idea into the head of everyone else because apparently everybody has maybe the possibility of becoming an evolver. They go, wow, that's crazy that that man did it. And then using that stress of watching these these people like basically oh, explode in supernatural powers, uh, bada bing, bada boom, now you're in a coma and now you're dead or an evolver. I think those I, I things were not as connected as you're making them sound. Well, listen, that, that's what I'm I drew. I'm pretty from. sure what it was explained was that by putting them in a coma and into a dream state specifically, they'll dream a bunch of things that will invoke strong emotions, which will help them evolve. It had nothing to do with seeing evolvers go crazy. I, okay. I think that Mike is extrapolating which, and, a little. And at the end of the day, seeing evolvers go crazy obviously doesn't work because at the end of all of this, they just go like, ha ha. We don't have to reveal evolvers to the world, like. With, but didn't they? That, that's that's my question. Is that's what I'm not saying they're right. I'm saying I think that's what they were trying to get across. I think just I the whole point of making evolvers go 
is is to give people the idea that because the the entire point of the counter of the counterforce to this is that we're not ready to introduce evolvers to the world. By having these evolvers go berserk, you're introducing evolvers to the world. The I just think that's I can it. Rationalize this is that they were talking this whole time about the queen's power, and clearly the queen has a power to make evolvers go nuts. For some reason, I don't know why that's a power in any capacity. I, the only way I can rationalize this is that they wanted to do the exact same thing with the coma. Like, that was the plan the entire time. And then just this one particular signal just didn't work right. No, because I disagree. I, I, I disagree because I when they turned off... Putting way too I disagree much because when well, they turned... Clearly, we're both putting more listen, thought into the person. Listen, right. when they, tur they turned off the power, Hade said, it doesn't matter, it served its purpose. So no, he's a fucking liar, and he doesn't know what he's doing. He was trying to save face. The man gets murked by a girl in a white dress with various geometric shapes behind her. I mean, possibly, but I think that he intended this stupid plan all along. He is the evil mastermind equivalent of a thumbtack sitting face up on the floor. The only reason he's dangerous to anybody is if you don't know what the fuck is going on. Otherwise, you just you just push it out of the way. Anyway, no, I just think you guys are putting way too much investment into a part of this show that like I listen, I appreciate the like the analysis because that's what makes this show so bad and so good at the same time. But this specific piece, not that good. The other stuff, fan fucking tastic. Like, OK, <laughs> the, the plot we are talking about right now is literally just like X-Men shit. Like. This is just the classic Magneto wants to turn everyone into um Magneto or um the other dude that Magneto killed um the Magneto dude that originally the senator <laughs> no not the senator sorry in the newer movies I don't we're know. like the doesn't matter again yeah, yeah fuck the senators no. <laughs> the governor <laughs> no like Magneto and that other guy uh, want to turn want, they want to turn everyone into mutants and if a lot of people die in the process then like who the fuck cares right oh, yeah, so. Yeah. So that's what that's what this is. It, I don't care about any of it else. One of Magneto's plan was I'm going to make everyone's mutant powers go nuts. I'm How not making that case. I'm saying I don't give a shit about that part. <laughs> no, sense you know what? All. Maybe maybe also I'm, I'm going to I'm going to try to tie it back. And uh, listen, this is all a flimsy strand of nothingness that this. Yes, is it using. is. And I, and I get that, and that is why it's beautiful. Also, another part of it is that you realize that evolvers advance. So, do you think it's also they level was, up? <laughs> yeah, he was trying to advance evolvers as well, while trying to awaken evolvers using the sleep study and yeah. introducing them to the world <laughs> using the using the psychotic breakdowns. He was also trying to evolve evolvers. You know what I'm saying? Like yes, level them up, like make them a two star. Guy, but also no, no, not the main too. characters. Not the main characters. They all leveled up. They, every single one of the MCs leveled yeah, up. Except that the real reason they leveled up was because of the power of friendship. No, that would no. Then they leveled up again <laughs> with the power of friendship. That that was no. A, it was that bad was, the whole time. No, that was a super buff. It was love. Oh, you have no idea what you're remember, talking. Remember, remember when she was in the darkness and then four souls <laughs> shot out her. You know body. what? You know. Okay, no, no. Let, let, Ethan, let Ethan finish because I have a lot I want to say about the ending of this anime. That's yeah, this thing keeps anyway. getting better. We are so focused on the Magneto plotline. <laughs> yeah, just just, just just Magneto exists in this world. Oh, yeah, it's true. So Alright, just yeah, just get us there, Ethan. You so got basically this. we find this transistor in a parking garage and they analyze it and they're like, oh, there's go get them. So there's they find no, the it's a receiver, not a transistor. 
They mentioned that. Just saying. They say it's a receiver. Yep, they say it's a receiver. What is it? Receiver? Like, That's supposed. I don't to be. know. It's just they say a it's a receiver. Receiver of what? And they say so. This thing isn't making. This thing isn't transmitting anything. It's just receiving. The guy goes, "Yep," and they go, "Okay." And then they what? find the big. What does one. that mean? Someone that literally worked on like. I, I worked on transmitters and receivers. That like that was my fucking job in the military. Yeah, well they call it a receiver. What? Ethan. Okay, whatever. I don't <laughs> shut up. It can't do both. Okay, all right, good, fine, fuck it. So anyway, <laughs> they go into this giant like cell tower looking thing. I don't care. It's some skyscraper. And um first off, Magneto is in the building, and that's like the ultimate boss they have to beat. Um second off, he does this cool thing with like coins, which I actually kind of appreciated. Um it's like one of the only times where like a cool power happened in the show where like he uses a coin and he'll flip it. Right. And, um, but he uses other coins in the building as scouts. Cause like people can manipulate like a camera feed and he might not know, but he would know about coins moving in the building. So like at one point in time, the feed says that no one is going in the elevator, but his coin is moving. He's like, hold up that, that elevator is being used guys. Why don't we see it? I thought that was kind of like a neat little moment that like, it was kind of kind of cool. I was, but, yeah, uh, I, I was fine with it. I was happy. Um, speaking of which, Kira showed up. That's how we have the hacker. Um, mm-hmm. So um, anyway, there's a bunch of Black Swan dudes, and they start trying to shoot Kira and FemC. Uh, Kira hacks his way into beating guns by um, <laughs> yeah, by he using a dance club, by using a robotic dance club. Yeah, there was a robotic dance club of like imagine like those like those things that like walk up and ask if you need any help like finding something in the mall. We don't have any of them, but I've seen them in videos. There's yeah. those in this building, and in, he had an army them. of them. An army. Yeah. Why are there are that many to begin with, no one will know. It's just like a chopping mall. He also figures out that all of the inhibitor callers on all of the evolvers, Black Swan. Those inhibitor callers are explicitly there so that they are not affected by the transmitter that makes yeah, their power. Why are they wirelessly activated? Does anyone like what is the benefit? Like, why wouldn't you just have an internal like what is what are you wirelessly activating? Hold on. Are you suggesting that hooking my fridge up to the internet is a bad idea? <laughs> I, I just no, I just don't understand that they're like, all right, power? here's yeah. a collar, and I could build an entire system around your neck that prevents it unless you take it off, you're fine. Or I could build a, a microchip that connects to a laptop I have, and that laptop does the job for everybody all at you once. Know how hard yeah. it is uh, like to make a push for firmware if it's not hooked up to the internet? Like what if I have to no make hard. a I, I have to like what have them come in on a Sunday. <laughs> it sounds fucking awful. I mean, it's okay. I mean, look, no one's ever gonna hack us, so it's not a big uh, deal. Yeah, right. So anyway, they get hacked, and they all like basically get yeeted and dead. Um, and then Magneto Boy was smart enough to have his on a different frequency, or no, it's not a different frequency. It's a different like GitHub assignment or some bullshit. So, like, his wasn't on that patch, essentially. So he's able to fight Kira, and uh, Kira hacks the smoke detectors, like, you know, the sprinkler system, and instead of water coming out of it, fucking smoke comes out of it. I don't understand that one in the slightest. That's the, uh, that's the, there's the, there's the fire prevention uh, thing, and then there's the fire accelerator. Oh! <laughs> you see, you see, they're, they're very high up, and the safety features can't save everybody. So rather than put out the fires, they just gas all the people in the 
cafe <laughs> if there's a bad enough fire. What if in this world they don't have like evacuation testing for like bugs because of Japan, so there's no guns or something, right? You know, instead they have like wild arsonists just killing everyone. So yeah, they need no, to make the simulation more realistic. So smoke comes out of those instead during the like fire. That's Black Swan. That's only Black Swan's latest conspiracy. (laughs) All of the anti-fire sprinklers (laughs) with fucking gas, gas sprayers. Every time there's a fire in town, everybody in the building dies. You're gonna die either a slow, painful death or a nice, peaceful death. Or a very very quick, painful death. What if they have someone that just doesn't understand the concept of like transmitting versus receiving? So all. All of their transmitters are actually received. <laughs> and in this case, like instead of like putting out the fire, it transmits fire. <laughs> it just lights the fire, and the smoke comes out. And he's like, "What? This is what we wanted, right? Like, this is it? No, no, this like, isn't. No, it. no, Jimmy, no." Oh my god. Anyway, so he uses the smoke to get an advantage on Magneto, but it doesn't work, and Magneto throws him out of the window. Mm-hmm. Um. And on his way down, Kira has this, like, memory of wanting to always protect FMC like all of the other mm, men in the show. <laughs> And he grabs a piece of rebar that he was, like, holding onto and jams it into the wall that he's falling next to. And not only does that not, like, he holds on. And not only does that not rip his entire arm off or out of his socket at minimum, he manages <laughs> to break through the wall with a piece of rebar. Yeah. While falling at which, is, which this building explicitly I was like wow that seems to be a lot of rebar and as soon as I said that thought out loud to my computer <laughs> screen the man goes this building was made with an exceptional amount of rebar but I was like well <laughs> problem solved <laughs> I problem solved alright I had a problem with the show and you answered it by telling yep. me there's clearly more rebar and that's only the second latest black swan conspiracy <laughs> too much rebar in all of the building <laughs> maybe HBS built this building charge of everything for decades i mean it's stable but with the amount of rebar you've tripled the uh, the cost of this production sir i don't care give me all the rebar this one man is so powerful (laughs) he had them put too much rebar in every building in tokyo just so that he could do this shit and some of them he can only make come out of the walls and ground and other he can like pull completely out as if they were never attached to anything and you know what the best part is is that there's even more rebar because he's only pulling out like 20 to 30% so that the structure of the building is <laughs> Exactly. You see, there's even more rebar. He's not even, he's pulling out like 2% of the rebar that's in that building. It that doesn't man. even matter that rebar is used to hold concrete together. And it doesn't no concrete matter. anywhere. It's still fuck tons of rebar. They just stash it up in the, up in the fucking drop ceiling. It's like if the Hoover Dam up, except for its people. Or, well, it's, it would be people in the Hoover Dam. Well, rather. Instead of yeah, it's all the corpse. When, yeah. the smoke, when the smoke alarms go off, instead of water coming out, it's just rebar that comes out of the sprinklers. It's, and it it's supposed to be a white smoke, but there's too much rebar in the smoke capacity. So it comes out black and full of iron chunks. Tune in next it really week. Really makes the smoke that much more damaging. The sprinkler system is actually uh, diamond tipped, and whenever the rebar is coming through it, that's not smoke, guys. <laughs> that's amazing. just broken up pieces of rebar turned yeah, into a pulverized fine... iron dust going into your eyeballs. <laughs> oh my god! Ah, the fire burns, but you can't see, so uh, you don't know that it's not the fire. <laughs> Check <whoa>. me. <laughs> uh. So um people who don't wear glasses. 
speaking of which, Kira makes it back in and uh, he hacks the hack. And I actually was wrong. This is whenever he emits gas yeah. from the sprinkler. That's, that's yeah. when he starts gassing him. <laughs> yes, and he starts gassing him with what we have determined is broken up pieces of rebar. Um, and using iron. as a note, when he like put the rebar into the side of the building as he was falling, I think they zoom out. If I remember correctly, there's nothing around him. He doesn't no. have two pieces of rebar to like, you know, like Mission Impossible style it back up. No, they just he uh he hacks his way up. Also, he yeah, carries yeah. that rebar. You imagine the next scene when he hacks yeah, onto yeah. the walls, he's sitting there with he's that piece sitting, of rebar. Yeah. <laughs> For no, for no reason. Even, and when he jumps out of the ceiling to punch him, he doesn't even hit him with rebar. No, 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 no. Oh. He throws the rebar as the distraction. Oh, so oh, the yeah. man so the man shoots the rebar to the window and then he goes. Ah, like tries to throw. He his shoots voice. rebar at the rebar. <laughs> Imagine fighting Magneto and thinking to yourself, "You know what? I'm going to bring yeah. this iron yeah. stick. I'm going to bring this metal with me. He'll never <laughs> I'm get it. Bring more metal. You know, this thing he put around my waist is quite fashionable. I think I'm going to leave it here. This is going to hold up my pants now. Oh my God. Uh, you also forgot something, sir. Oh man. You see, after he wins his engagement. After clubbing him on the head, he decides he's going to then do exactly what was done to him not two minutes ago <laughs> and jump both of themselves out of the window. Yes, I was Only about to. This time, that. magically, there's a big steel well, no, net to catch I would, you. I wouldn't say there's magically. They went up some floors. So they're just, I mean, yeah, it's magically Whatever. there. But, but like, the are you telling me when he <laughs> caught himself with the rebar, he was actually just going to fall into the net anyway? No, no, I'm saying he was below the net at well, that why point. Not? And then, why is the net and then they and then they went up a level, and suddenly there wasn't. They didn't have enough money after putting all the rebar. All the, the rebar, Listen, guys. That's the Black Swan <laughs> iPhone department, and that's where they built the iPhones. And those are the suicide nets. Oh my! Like God. that's that's where they just have to have them. It was just Listen, they, they ran out of funding I, after all the rebar. Okay, yeah, apparently it's pretty iPhone. expensive. You know what would be better is if. Then the net actually wasn't there. He threw him, he threw them both to their deaths. Oh but that God. guy is just so skilled. Even while falling to his death and screaming, he created that entire net out of the rebar of four floors <laughs> and meticulously pieced it out so that it would catch him. All right, we gotta keep genius. We, we gotta move. This is only episode ten. I can't believe the it's rebar though. So. <laughs> Kira and her are running to the top, uh, trying to like beat the, all the Black Swan people shooting at them. And they make it to the top, and he locks himself outside of the roof so that she can make it on her own. And then after using a Jedi mind top. trick. Yes, after yeah. using literal Jedi mind tricks, he locks himself. So on her, by the way, mm -hmm. to force her to lock the door behind her, he dies like a chump outside of there. Well, and like a dies. huge chump. He dies. No, he it, Okay. He dies. Don't yeah, ruin we it. We don't know that it didn't happen yet. Yeah, you're right. We there's no way we, we could have known that he lived. So yeah. she goes upstairs <laughs> and no way we could have guessed. She takes a piece of rebar with <laughs> and her. He would be perfectly fine. Um, and she basically breaks the giant transmitter, and she's so tired of climbing up and breaking it that a light breeze pushes her off the radar. <laughs> thing. You know and, what? You know what's funny though? She she takes. You know what? She actually she doesn't take a piece of rebar up there. Oh, she takes she takes a pipe. Where did she get the pipe from? There's a pipe <laughs> with an elbow on the end. I was so confused. I was like, rebar would have made. She's like, I was like, oh, she has a piece of rebar. I looked close. I was like, that's a pipe. Where the hell did she get a pipe from? Like, <laughs> she, in what, her one feet of strength, she just ripped it off the nearest <laughs> water line. 
Now she's right. also putting out the fire. Because it's so, water pipes. Yeah, right. <laughs> so anyway, Gavin saves her because she's in the air and, quote, I'll always save you whenever you're falling or something like that is what Gavin Even though we already established that my power doesn't work, but whatever. Wait, no, hold on. Gavin, I think the last time we saw him said, it was not the last time, but he said, if you're in the air, I'll know where you are. That was No, it. it's because he gave her a fucking bracelet that had yeah, a tracking but, device. No, but it. he also, no, because then when she took, when she lost her bracelet, uh, or when that guy, when that sand dude took it off, and didn't have it with her, like he left it over there. He did say, like, when you're in the air, I'll find you. And then he yes. caught her falling off the building. Yes. He was like, remember, I said, if you're ever in the air, I can find you. Just Whatever. Out, which is yeah. just creepy. Whatever. Like, if I can, I can you're always you. in the air. <laughs> Tonight. Anyway. Episode 11. 11, 11, 11. All right. So, um, where do we start, doctor? The doctor's investigating some shit. Um. She's back to normal life, but she's not getting contact from anyone. Gavin got hurt at some point. Um, she has a premonition of people with sleeping syndrome. This is what Jay was talking about, where like 10 to 30 year olds are all in like sleeping syndrome. Mm -hmm. um, she, clearly they're revolvers now. The CEO shows up to take her to the cognitive center, which is like basically all the people there work for Black Swan. Um, also, by the way, the transitions from episode to episode, if they feel jarring, it's not because I, like, miss something explicitly. It's just because they're fucking horribly jarring. They're very um, jarring. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> final, the final one is my favorite. Yes. My, my <laughs> episode 12, I watched all the way up to episode 11. was like, fuck, I have to watch episode 12 later because it wasn't out yet. And I turned on episode 12, and I had to return on episode 11 to figure out if I missed something. But we'll get there. They just start so, off on the boat. So the CEO... Went to a different space-time, he explains while in this car ride, that was 10 years in the future. Don't worry, she was doing well. She's still quite liberal and capitalist. Except um, she's not there! He lied! Yeah, he totally lied. But he, he claimed she was liberal and capitalist. A perfect woman. Mm -hmm. Or actually just a perfect person. We don't judge, unless it's, you know, for judging purposes. Shut up. Anyway, the break oh, in... I some... judge. I judge. Yeah, we judge. So they break in somewhere and they find out there was a sleeping gas dispersed uh, that only affects evolvers, and they are hit with dreams, incursion to awaken. The expected uh, awaken their evo uh, evolution. Their expected survival rate is 0.01 percent. Um, so both of people are gonna die. Um, companies are working. Oh on yeah, so I I calculated it for fun. There's 7.8 billion people. If that percentage was 100% accurate, only 780,000 people would be alive in Evolvers at the end of this. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Baby. Oof. I mean, hey, look, I'm just saying, when you're a Posadist, you know, you don't... Actually, is that too dead? If you believe in nuking the entire world so that you can evolve or have communism, then, I mean, 0.01% is pretty I mean, good. You get I, your mean, I know what you're talking about, but I... Yeah, <laughs> no one else will. No else More um, importantly... What are the chances that any two evolvers would be anywhere near each other? Great and if point. that's the rate of evolvers, wow, what a fucking good draw for her. She so, knows four. Yeah. And they're like apparently badass. So uh -huh. like imagine okay, if I if right now there would be if I live near the city of Pittsburgh, so like there's at least a few mil there. So if one out of a hundred, this is actually one out of ten thousand. So in the mm -hmm. entire city of Pittsburgh. There would be like, what, 200 people? Something like that? Anyway, 
So the company, there's apparently a, a bunch of companies working on disrupting the brain waves. Thank God for capitalism. Thank you. Uh, Gavin is uh, getting his ass kicked by his old cop force somewhere in the woods. There would be 30 people left. Oh, my God. There's 300,000 people in Pittsburgh. There would oh, be I thought 30. there were no. There, no, there will be 30 people better revolvers left in Pittsburgh. Well, there and you go. It would be the bridges would outnumber them. I don't know, 10 to 1. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So anyway, uh, Gavin at one point says, quote, our bullets are only fired to protect people, quote. I just want to mention that so I can also mention ACAB, just to be clear. Fucking cops. Um, the CEO can Fuck look you. at FaceTime uh, again. Um, CEO can stop Evolvers now, too, because he's evolving. Hades, full Hades, evil. Hades, evil. Um, for a while, I was confusing Hades and the Doctor. Well, that's because they're they Hades and Ares, so it's very similar. Well, I mean, one's They're Hades. essentially the same character. It's Hades and Hades. <laughs> Um, so anyway, uh, she manages to stop Hada's when they meet through the power of fuck you. Uh, Kira is back, um, but he's got like all white hair now and he seems angry and evil and shit. Uh, and then at the very end, there's a doctor, or, nope, lol, there's a letter slid under the door, uh, of where Victor and her are staying. And now they know where the doctor is. Mm -hmm. All right. Episode 12. Here's the great cut. That letter happens immediately episode 12 starts with uh, Victor and her on a yacht, a pretty big yacht, but not huge, running straight at a huge boat. I mean, that yacht is moving fast for that. It that is, is a cruise liner, dude. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, it's more of a cruise liner. You're right. So like, and they're running like ramming speed at each other. And that cruise liner is full of people that are from Black Swan. Mm -hmm. And they do not explain what is happening. You just have to assume that this is, where the doctor is or something yep. like that. Skip the bullshit. Um, Here we go. Yeah, skip the bullshit. Let's go. So, all right. So they fight their way to Hades uh, or Hades. Uh, Gavin also shows up to help. Gavin's like a super badass now. Kira um, also shows up. And Kira also shows up. And his he name is Helios. His name, his name is Helios now. Yeah. He, apparently he's one of the gods now too. I don't know. Um, so, I, they never explain that. Honestly. No. I don't care. So Kira and Femsi meet up and she's like, oh, you don't remember me? And he's like, no, not, don't get in my way or I'll fucking kill you too. I just want to kill Hades. So they end up kind Actually, of- no, he there. says, I want to, I want the, his information. That's oh, you're right. Says. You're right. It was info. So she or they end up finding Hades and Hades is like, yo, I'm not going to bother fighting Kira. I'm just going to fight her. And then just yeets her out into a different plane of existence where it is a dark abyss with all bad thoughts created by humans are contained within this plane. It is, it is, uh, it is all hands from Plunderer. That's where they went. The abyss. Yes, it, is. it is literally all. <laughs> no. Yes, it is all hands. <laughs> Eddie's that, back. Is that where the portals go? Uh, there's, there's two go. random evolver goons like wandering around there. Like, where <laughs> the fuck are we? <laughs> no, those portals. He said he went through the vortex and was somewhere different in time. Those guys are somewhere else. I don't <laughs> know where in time. Caveman times are getting beat up by dinosaurs. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> oh jeez, Rick. Oh jeez, so, Rick. Yeah, she ends up there. Um, basically, just uh, she. To, yeah. Yeah. So darkness has little power. She keeps murdering his like ghosty boys that he has. They're like goons, and she murders them with lights. Uh, like, I'll Kira, turn you into the dark queen. 
we flash the queen. There's like a, a drastic moment where we flash back to Kira, who literally still has a gun shooting those ghosts and killing them with a bullet, whatever. Um, Gavin is still using wind on the goons. The doctor is killing things. The doctor also seems to have 8 million powers, but I don't really care. Um, and then the CEO is also killing things by freezing them in time and then like snapping his fingers. and They die. They like I, shatter. Uh, I don't know. Um <laughs> Anyway, the no, um, he, he spent the last fifteen minutes punching them all individually. <laughs> the better version of the Flash. So, yeah, uh, we cut back to him. He's got like a gym towel around him, and he's sweating. And he's like, "All right, <laughs> that should be enough." And he snaps his fingers. He's like, he's like, right? Like Hawkeye, Hawkeye shows up with like twenty arrows, and he's uh, like, "Is enough, right?" Like, that's <laughs> no. Oh, that's no. like fucking millions of them. <laughs> anyway, so she almost beats Hades, but then the Black Queen's protection shows up. Now, viewers might ask... The Black Queen's the Black Queen. Uh, the Black like, Queen is, is her, but evil. That's what I gather. That's Not all as good as the African Queen. That oh my god. Me, but... <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> so, um... Good reference. Anyway, today. she gets beaten. That's and, a um, right there. Yeah, I didn't know it. What's it from? It's a movie called the, All right. the African Queen, buddy. Good job, Sorry. everyone. So uh, she gets Super beaten. Super racist, as you could probably. Yeah, say. I have to assume. <laughs> <laughs> so um, she gets beaten and then absorbed, effectively turning into one of uh, Hadas's little ghosty boys. Um, and then she's like floating in like an ether, <clears throat> and through the power of friends, she super supercharges all of her friends, while within Hades, um, kind of like. When Pride absorbs uh, that one dude in FMA, he just like kills. Oh, the the Lee guy. Yeah, he oh, like okay. kills Pride from within. It's kind of like oh, that. Yeah, I got you. She um, she like comes back to life outside of uh, Hadas's body, and um, she's like, true evolution is the bond. Is the friends we met along the way. hundred percent that, yes. Evolution! <laughs> and she's True like, evolution is just the friends we meet along the way, and you have no friends, bub. And then she kills him. Yeah, she's, she's, yeah she's like, now I'm gonna kill you. And uh, <laughs> she blows away all of the, like, the Black Queen's like goo that was on this guy. And he grabs a little bit of the Black Queen's goo, looks at it, and her face shows up, and she looks at him and goes, Bitch. <laughs> Literally just worthless. It's it reminded me of uh, Mad Max Fury Road, where uh, you know the the bad guy is like mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like oh, that was great. Um, so you anyway, did do a very good job. <laughs> everyone wakes up and they're all happy. Gavin left the force and he's hunting down the remaining of. Okay, uh, well, it's it's true that he left the force, except now he works for his dad on a super force. Correct. Which is the, his dad was the guy that was saying, "Don't, you're an idiot." I, anyway, just just finish off. So I, I gotta talk yep. about this a little bit. We can the get doctor, to the end. Doctor doesn't want to rely on the power of the queen anymore. Kira is no, but he does, Go but ahead. he also does. Yeah, <laughs> um, Kira wants to be immersed in the darkness to learn about this shit. The um, light. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. that's the, no, that's the line he gave earlier when he said that when he's a hacker for justice, he hides in the no. show. Okay. Right, well, but he says he says it again. That's just him saying he's going back. Here is the good bad guy Al. from Kingdom Hearts, whatever his name he's going is. Going back to being L from Death Note. Hooray! Um, the CEO. Candy, candy. 
the CEO sees some dark shit in the future, including the Black Queen showing up in a mirror behind the Red Queen, and she's like, <laughs> and then we fade to black. Yep, that's about it. All right, a uh, couple of things I want to touch on that are hilarious. Um, uh, one of these, one of these MCs is not like the other, and that guy would be the genocidal maniac, the Doctor, who goes, "Yeah, I think it's worth killing all these people." And the end, he goes, "Well, maybe I shouldn't kill them all. I'll figure out a different way, I guess." And Maybe. somehow in her, <laughs> when she's like giving them powers, they're like, oh, I, I, I believe in the future that, you know, you set for us. Like, don't let us down. Like, he's still one of the voices, even though he openly admitted to wanting to kill 99.99% uh, .99 of the population in order to make it a better <laughs> world. <laughs> like, somehow she's like, nah, he's still a good guy. Don't worry about it. It's like, I don't, I don't think that one you should keep. You know, I think three's enough. I think three's fine. Oh my god! I I didn't. This, this anime ha had me bewildered at, at every turn, uh, and it was fantastic at every yeah. single turn because in in no way, shape, or form was it trying to maintain a serious attitude, and I love that about it. And I oh yeah, it. this anime is wonderful. I mean, like it, I didn't cool. really want to review all the plot, but like it's just so important. Like oh. that's what makes it so good. Just jumps from from anything to anything. Also, so. Uh, quick gavin hawk uh plot point so he, his dad is like yeah i killed all these evolvers so what and he's like don't worry i want to change the world and then the next time you see them his dad's like this this thing has never given me anything but i guess i'll let him fight for the world he wants and then he comes back as super gavin and then he's on the super squad <laughs> under his dad and i didn't understand <laughs> any of that super squad i didn't understand that Plot point at all, yeah, but he's got a way more imperialist looking jacket. <laughs> yes, he does. Also, uh, Kiro comes back, clearly knows who she is, but says he doesn't for no objective reason. <laughs> yeah, he says, Who are he's, you? He's like, I got a different hair color and I look edgier. This is what I wanna, a hacker looks like. I want to imagine, I want to imagine that he, he looked at her, he didn't know who she was. He goes, Who are you? And then she just feebly squeals and crouches down next to live fire, goes. Oh, I remember now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I, I, I didn't pick it. But then you doing that, that, that brought it all back. Uh, get in the hole. I, no, I wish, I wish she would have walked in and be like, "Are you Kiri?" He goes, "No, I'm a hacker. Can't you tell by what I'm wearing?" And then just walked away. <laughs> Slow pans up from the feet. <laughs> Can't you tell by what I'm wearing? It's what a hacker. I quit the idol business. Can't you tell? <laughs> no, I fucking can't. You look way more like a performing idol than you ever did with your dumbass headphones. Uh. And then, oh god, it's just, oh, it's incredible. He stopped calling her potato chip. Present. And then, so, yeah, but here's the thing: my favorite part was like he, her, and Victor had a plan. All right, and they were like, all right, this is what we're gonna do. It's just the two of them, and I can't imagine what their plan was because when she recounts their plan, she includes Gavin, who had shown up out of the blue. She was like, all right, well, I'm gonna go do this, and Victor's doing this, and clearly Gavin's gonna be doing this. I was yeah, like, that was okay. Good. But what was gonna happen if Gavin wasn't here? Who was doing that third thing? It seems like you had three plans here and only two people. I don't understand. And then at the very end, my favorite shot was that end shot right before it cuts back to everybody doing the thing. They send five, five helicopters to this cruise ship at a flying yeah. V. And I'm just thinking, like, where are you going to land all those things? This isn't like a helicopter-friendly cruise ship. Like, you can't fit five of you on there. And why would you need five of you on there? What's happening? I don't know. People have too much money. Anyway. But uh, front to back, fantastic. Um, uh, now the best part, I don't know if anyone could live in the future and see which one we're going to pick. 
But in case you can't, we'll get to it. Uh, but in uh, for the last minute or two, uh, Jay. <laughs> but you very excellently defended Rent a Girlfriend. So, uh, oh yes, you excellent. know, it, make your point for why it should be uh, the winner. Let us have it. Go okay. On. Here's the thing. Rent a Girlfriend is great if you want a perfect case study as to everything that is wrong with the anime community. I am convinced, I cannot believe that the writers on that show do not have talent. There is, it is, it can't be a fluke. It can't be. It has to be some producer, some publisher, some fuckstick who has decided that the way it was going, it would not be popular, and they forced him to change, or he just gave up and realized that he was only going to make money if he continued it on forever. So he just threw all of his ideas and endings in the trash in favor of continuing it on for an indefinite amount of time. If you ever want a fucking perfect case study, <clears throat> everything, I mean literally everything that is wrong with anime, you, there's not a lot missing from this. Yeah. Okay. Because it's so good that it is so completely disheartening when it turns into a shit show. Compare it to like like My Hero or fucking Darling in the Franks or what was the fucking one with the with the tower? Tower of God. Those ones have budget and all of the artistic they, they and they even have some artistic ingenuity and like care. But they have shit writing. They are written, like, by toddlers. It's bad. With something so... That clearly has so much money put into it. And effort, sometimes. And good animation. And good character writing. And good character acting. And good voice acting. To just... To fuck it. And turn it upside down. It's so sad. Yeah. Ugh. And I... Again, like, I'm... Ugh. I don't... How many times am I gonna fool myself? Why do hopefully, I hopefully, many, many more times to come. It. Many more times to come. It's gonna uh, be so hard for me to love again. <laughs> we'll get you there, buddy. I don't. I don't believe it. I'm. I'm gonna watch an anime. Like I. I'm scared now. I don't want to no, go back and watch no, Millionaire Detective. No. I'm scared. I know. I'm that, scared. That's probably the scariest. What if it's dumb and bad? That's the probably whole time? the scary. Probably the scariest thing. You're right. I don't want to um, do it. Yeah, but I, we have to. Wanna, That's our job. Yeah. See, we have to do it so others don't. Okay, we have to be the Crusaders. But, but look, the wait, hero wait, that this not world what, needs. Wait, hold on, that's not deserve. what Crusaders did. Uh, we are the Crusaders. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> we are Batman <laughs> and the Crusaders. I wish I was more like a Crusader and just slaughtering all of these degenerates. <laughs> we are Batman, the hero that's this world needs but not deserves. Anyway, Instead, what I'm doing is I'm. I feel like I'm just like barking at the wind. And <laughs> all of the people who actually like anime have already watched all this shit six times over and they love it for no good reason. And they, oh, yeah, people love it. You know what? You know what? They're exactly like Riku Chan. They, they are <laughs> watching this anime and they look down at their phone and they see their resting heart rate went up three beats per minute and they're like, holy fuck, this means this I it. was excited. I like this anime. I, I like it. I like, I like it. I like it. I have forgotten what I watched yesterday already. I have forgotten this as soon as I turned it off. But I like it. Anime is so good. Did you like Riku Chan? 
She was so cute. I like the cute girls. I love it. Yay. You know, honestly, this this anime is kind of frustrating because it um there's a, there are good examples of like cute girls doing cute things. And if that is the reason why you're watching like there there are plenty of good examples of cute girls doing cute things like moe shit that like are just you say like like what? I mean, I don't watch that shit. Hold on. Yeah, um, I know. There was one that good. there was one where like it was an after school club literally about nothing and that was on purpose so that they could just loaf. Like that one was yeah, kind of goofy and fun. I, again, I don't really like that genre. My point is there are there are well executed versions yeah, of slice of life. Yeah, I, exactly. I mean, that's the reason why I don't like it is I don't like slice of life shit. But like there are well executed versions of slice of life, moe, whatever you want to call it. It just ain't this because like the only thing that the characters have to rely on, if you're not literally in the main light of characters. Is just some random trope. I mean, slice like, of life as a concept it kind of pisses me off. Just because I know it does. Well, it, the the problem is, is that it's it it doesn't need a genre. You, you know what we call slice of life in the rest of the world? It's just a it's a drama. Oh, you, yeah. You're, you're following someone's life. Like that's not unusual for a story. A story yeah. following someone's life. That's like fucking every goddamn story. Hamlet is a slice of goddamn life. <laughs> Except that it has a fucking point. So when someone says slice of life, what they're really saying is that I am a goddamn piss baby coward and I don't know how to write. So instead of having a story about someone's life, I'm just going to have shit happen. It's like a sitcom. There's not, nothing happens, nothing progresses, nothing changes. It's just, yeah, I mean, these action figures slap against each other. Hope you think it's funny. Hope you think it's cute because that's that's it. Nothing's going to happen. For what it's worth, I agree with you mostly. I'm not going to call Hamlet slice of life just because it's drama. Well, no, I mean, well, my point was that, like, a lot of people when they'll say, like, oh, it's a slice of life anime, they'll just say that because it's about someone's life. I don't think yeah. that Rent a Girlfriend is a slice of life anime. It's a it's a drama. It's just it just doesn't have a point. Or yeah. if you thought it was going to have a point, and then it just threw its point on the ground and stomped it into the dust. Mm-hmm. Okay, said, this is thirty years. Yeah, and, and then, then is... you're like, oh, now it's a slice of life. No, it's it's uh, having a shitty quality injected into it didn't make it a slice of life. It made it shitty like a slice of life because so slice I of lives are more or less defined by the fact that they're shit. So okay, I agree with you, and this is kind of why I was saying that like if you watched this for that genre, you fucked up. Because it's not that. Like, yeah, it no, doesn't mean it, it's a good thing because it is Exactly. Isn't that. So it just certainly isn't about, life. Now, now it's really confusing. Because at the very least, when you started this out, you could be like, okay, they really want me to know that this isn't a slice of life. And then they just turn into one anyway. Like, uh, how much more obvious could it have been that this wasn't going to be a random harem anime that I've seen a thousand fucking times? I thought that was obvious. I thought I was being told that repeatedly. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Why was I betrayed? So anybody who likes harems dropped it in the first 15 minutes because they were being personally insulted. Yeah, and they were wrong to drop By the portrayal of the main character. And then turns out, oh, no, they should have just stuck around because it turns out they're the hero anyway. Oh, like, God. who is this for? The reason why you were betrayed is because you forgot what the f*** was. Yeah, I forgot what the fuck I was watching. 
I I I will never love again. No, we oh, I'll boy. never make this mistake. Mm, you're gonna have to love anyway. I, I'm never gonna say anything <laughs> good until it fucking is over. Until mm. the end credits are rolling and I see that it's been canceled. That is mm. the only time I'm ever gonna say anything is good again. Yeah, been but that's betrayed not so many times. <laughs> you haven't been betrayed enough. Don't worry, uh, Ethan. Uh, tell us why uh, your animation win. All right. I'm not really the brightest bulb in the in the box, right? So like mm-hmm. I, I don't do super duper well with overly complex plot lines that like you have to follow in order to then find it funny. This on the other hand is so like it, it just like walks up with a baseball bat and like hits you in the gut every time it makes a seat cha- uh, it uh, walks scene up change. With a piece of rebar. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you idiot. My, or a pipe it found like <laughs> anywhere. So much rebarb. Of course it's gonna hit you with rebarb. What are they gonna do with it all? It, it brings up a rhubarb pie and just smashes you in the face with, but um, yeah, it's, it's just like, I love this show because I could, I think that it is quintessential. I could sit around with a couple of people and watch this show and laugh my ass off at just the most blatant shit that's happening. And like, for the most part, it doesn't have like, actually does it? I don't think it has any sexual assault in it. Does it? No, no, not that I can think of. No. Like even I don't the bad think... guy hottest doesn't even because he's simping hard for Dark Queen. Yeah. So, like so, I guess I like this show a lot because it is goofy to watch. It doesn't make any sense. And if I was watching it with friends, I'm not going to get like fucking angry that I'm being forced to watch a rape like I was with Peter Grill or any of the other anime we've watched. Um, but at the same time, I'm going to get like high off the fact that it doesn't make any sense at all. So. Okay. I think this is just quintessential what this show is about, where, you know, I could sit and watch four episodes of this with someone and laugh my ass off. And if I managed to make it to the end, I would just laugh even harder. Like I was, I laughed so hard at the, I want some fried chicken. No, no. like loved it. (laughs) Loved that moment. I laughed so hard at the worthless from the black queen. So good. That, that was great. That was great. Just, he looks at me. He, 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 takes, he takes a bit of the black goop. Yeah, he's, he, it's it's the last bit too, and he's did holding you also on notice, to it. Did you also notice that he was wearing a different outfit? Like well, no, it blew because, his clothes yeah, off? No, yeah, no, because the darkness was the embodiment of who he was. So I know, it was like, it was I like Bayonetta. It was like, you know, that was his weapon. <laughs> like, that got blown off him. He's like, no, this is what I really look like. It would, no. it would have been fucking hilarious if you could like go in and Photoshop it so that it blows up, <laughs> blows off all the goop. And he's just like in his tidy whiteies. He, he gets the last bit of goop. And he's looking he's like, no, my queen. And he goes... Bitch. <laughs> no. <laughs> and also, again, what happens to that guy? He just fades into the light, and they never speak of him again. Yeah, but yeah, they never speak of him again. He goes to the same place as that girl. Yep. He's yeah. somewhere he's, else. Fuck it. He's, I don't he's, care. He's, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, this he's show's in, great. It's just he's like stuck in the, he's stuck in the shadow realm in his tidy whiteies. Whatever. Oh. All right. <laughs> Well, thank you, Ethan. Thank you, Jay. This has been a wonderful season. Uh, let's go decide the victor of it and figure out where to go from there. So, moving on to voting, Ethan. Oh, wait, no. Vote. I had a better idea. Uh, instead of the black goop, it blows yeah. off, and, and, he, and he holds a magic eight ball, and he shakes it. It's like, oh, black <laughs> queen, what's going to happen? Outlook unclear. No! <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, my God. 
So um yeah, what's the one that uh isn't the good one? I'm gonna vote for that one. All right, that one the girlfriend, good. you yeah, got yeah, it. Oh yeah, you really one eighty it on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Jay. You really talked me into it. I think I'm going rid of girlfriend too. All right, oh yeah, you're gonna win. <laughs> and that's it. Turn it for season four. This is way you said you would do it. You said you would talk us into it. I, I agree. You did it, Jay. Yeah, last go. week. Last week you said <laughs> two weeks ago, yeah, you're no. like, guys, I can't wait to talk you into like picking regular. I was like, hey, yeah, you're right, man. You, you, you can't betray me, too. You can't. <laughs> you wouldn't. I feel like we need to be careful here, Mike, because the more we make this joke, the more the laughter is going to start turning into crying. You know? Like, <laughs> I'm not happy. I've never been broken. So wounded. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jay. All right, who you got, Ethan? Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, of course. I'm going you can't with even say it. Like, I just know it's fake now. I won't even believe you. <laughs> yeah, right. it's MLQT. All right. All right, I will vote for Rent a Girlfriend. Jay, go ahead. <laughs> Mr. Loves is Queen uh, Choice Awards. Jay, you talked me into it. Why would you not pick it? I don't get it. Uh, no, it's Mr. Loves Queen Choice all around. What? This shit's great. It, I think it genuinely deserves to win. Oh, no, yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. I, I like I said. Off not as good, but it, 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 oh it kept my God. You, you know how? You know how? It's basically the inverse of Rent a Girlfriend. Like, it was doing yeah. okay, you know, but but it was it was going, like, you know, it was staying steady. And Well, well Rent a Girlfriend was going up. And then right at the same episode, like episode six and episode seven, it's just they boom, just they shot past each other. On this curve, it was incredible. Yeah, yeah. Episode seven was like, "Hey, you remember all that setup we did?" He's like, "Yeah, well, now we're just gonna blitz through everything as fast as we can." Let's go, boy. <laughs> so I wanna. Everyone's wanna... a Greek god now. Don't even <laughs> ask me why. Everybody's a Greek god. I wanna. I wanna remind you guys. Why is the weird what? guy Helios? Fuck know. you. <laughs> no, no, it was the hacker guy was Helios. Oh, what's the wind guy? He didn't they he didn't, he didn't get a name. Just he didn't the get a name? Yeah, no, oh. just Kiro got a name. I don't know. No, his why. name was A Cab. <laughs> I wanna no, remind no, you guys. What's his face turned into Ares? Didn't well, yeah, yeah, but I meant like like he was already part of the organization. The only one that like wasn't seemingly part of the organization that got a name was Kiro. Like he came back in. They were like, huh. You're Helios, so I don't know if why, it was part of the evolving turned you into an edgy. I don't know, ass, but, I don't but know. also I don't know. I just maybe anyway. we'll find out in season two. <laughs> Can you imagine? If oh my god! Season two, I'll hundred percent watch it. Oh my god, it'll be so much worse. Uh, so real quick, I want to read you guys what the uh, description of uh, Mr. Love Queen's choice was, and this is this is what we wrote down as the best part about it when we picked it. Oh uh, yeah. <clears throat> I took over from my late father as president and producer for a small video production company called Miracle Entertainment. Then I'm (laughs) (laughs) then I met like I I said, the first six episodes were like set up and all about her show. Episode seven hit and her show did not matter whatsoever. Not one iota. We were suddenly in Greek god town. Then I met four evolvers, quote. All with completely different backgrounds and personalities. There's Lucian, a genius scientist. Kiro, an idol of the peak of his popularity. Gavin, a police officer who deals with Evolver-related crimes. And Victor, the CEO of Loveland Financial Group, which finances my company. Meeting these Evolvers ends up involving me in the massive conspiracy lurking behind the truth of my father's death death in lost memories. 
Again, it's just dialogue that doesn't even happen in the yeah, show. No, it doesn't happen. Uh, also, we we didn't we didn't point out one of my favorite scenes that I forgot about was when all the powers were going berserk. Kiro's berserk power was everyone loved him so much they were killing each other over. Him. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they were just actual anime fans. <laughs> Did you watch that scene though? When that girl goes, "Kiro's mine," the guy goes, "No, he's mine." If you watch that closely, all that happens is it looks like she just faints into his arms. Yeah, like it's supposed to be oh. them fighting, but she just goes. Uh, and faints into the dude who's trying to attack her's arms, and then it just—it's okay. a wide shot. We also uh, have to go to the scoreboards here because oh yeah, oh, yes. make a case. Okay, uh, we all tied. Uh, that's that's not true. Mike won. Mike won because mm -hmm. he got two. But right. I want to make a course case here that Mister Loves did eventually become a stand-in for homosexuality, like X Men, because she had all those men inside her. And more importantly, <laughs> just like Magneto, he wanted to turn everyone into. <laughs> listen, listen, I'll I'll give you I'll give you X Men. I there's I can't give you homosexuality. I you're, I'll give you. Well, they, don't, they don't even like her anymore. Well, no, they do. I, I wouldn't they, be surprised no, if their new leveled up versions are actually they, just gay. They don't even. No, like her they anymore. do because they at the end of the show they keep talking about how they're gonna. Like they're gonna protect the world that she's made. That's literally their whole point from that. Even though time. she didn't make shit. Yeah, even though she didn't do anything except make hotties become a super sad simp. That was it. Yeah, well, sometimes women are just allowed to exist. They don't have to do something. Was that the message? Yeah, basically. Okay, got it. I just want to make sure I got there. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, all, all right, right. Half point to Jay. I'll just yeah. lose. Um... Yeah, so we'll go two points for me, one and a half points for Jay, one point. Yeah, uh, it's definitely Ethan. I, it was proven that too, they are just superhumans that have evolved. That's literally all that was happening. And the Red Queen was just a way to speed up that process. She wasn't creating them. It was just a way to speed up. So they were just human evolution. That's all it was. It's incredible that that was the backstory. Made no sense. I was happy about it. Uh, looking over anything else, I don't think anybody gets any more points from this week. I don't think there was anything for uh, oh, uh, Ethan Evolvers are uh, market first movers. Market first movers, yeah. they're innovators. Okay, partially, okay. partially right with I mean, at least the CEO. I'll give you a quarter of a point because that's nah. a quarter of the men. So you get no, one. Look, you win. All right, you win. <laughs> Yeah, I'll take the win on this However, one. However, makes... you should lose a point for Black Skirt Blue Ribbon Post. <laughs> That's Riku-chan. And you yeah. know what? I'm going to make a case that, yes, guess what? Mommy-chan is best girl. I, I, well, she's the best written girl. Yeah, yeah, she's the best villain. Also, she's only in like three episodes, but she's the she's the best written girl, but she's not. The whole point was best overall. And I still think that no, minus... No. Minus minus that last episode, I still think Mizahara was better written. I just no, think that I don't think she's better written anymore. I, I no, think mommy's she, became, better written. she became a tool of the of the writer and of the proposed like uh, uh, what do you call it? Mommy is is solely the only reason why I think that the people behind that show had talent. Exactly. Exactly. Like, well, no, well, because they, they ruined they ruined. Well, right, right, but but you have to you have to say that the beginning of Chizuru then. Is also, and then they, for but some the reason, decided to stop writing her that way because yeah. they realized she's the main character. And the problem is that there were signs that she was being written that way. We just ignored them. I didn't. When, when okay. You, well, no, okay. Right. But when you go back and look at it, it, you can see how they were actually intending to write her that way the whole time. Yeah. 
Listen, if you if you had said mommy, mommy Chan was the best a hole character ever written, I would have given you a hundred thousand points. <laughs> well, if I had predicted that, <laughs> I would have been a goddamn psychic. Because my no one had, would have expected that no, the girl no who one, they have dishes you know pom poms in the intro with her big ass titties was yeah, going to be an actual nobody. Also, nobody would have expected like any of these stupid stuff. Like these girls, you clearly knew might have been tropes, but Sumi Chan, uh, Ethan's pick, the lolly, was so stupid and unimportant and unneeded in the show, and yeah. Ruka was just just pointless as well and just again there to just have it be pseudo harami like that's all they're there for like yeah. if it was just Mizu mizuhara and mommy like would have been i mean it wouldn't have been great but like i would have you know the story could have done something else other than waste three episodes on this heartbeat chick and this girl that doesn't know how to talk for no reason like they wrote three episodes about Hold that. Like what? What was I supposed to glean from any of that? I don't know nothing because that's you, what I got. Could you imagine if Ruka was replaced with a woman that like genuinely like it would take time to set up, but a woman that genuinely loved MC that he would just ignore a lot, maybe because she wasn't the prettiest, or maybe because like of some other reason, right? And like that's the love interest that he should be paying attention to, but because he's such like an incel shitlord. You know, he focuses on only the most pretty women and he's misogynistic against them all because of it. And, you know, he thinks that there's like a stereotypical woman that you're supposed to be after. But and they like, used to shit on him for it. Yeah, right. Right. Like the show used to shit on him for it. And then it just stopped. Right. But like they're trying to do that with Ruka. You know, stupid. So. I mean, they, they could have done that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. It's. Oh, my God. So that. So. We round so out. mad again. You made me mad. <laughs> we out this last season. Uh, the number the, the the number seven seed one. That's that's pretty fun, guys. I enjoyed <laughs> that. The number seven seed one. So that's exciting. I think it's better that we did it that way, Ethan. I mean, I know you were arguing that Mr. Love should have been higher on the list, but I'm glad that it stayed at number seven because winning at number seven means a lot more than So uh, I, I think I was making more of a case for Gibby. I mean like, you were True. like Mr. Love's, I think I wasn't I think I wanted it to be like something but um like gibiate was just so fucking aces like yeah. you know a samurai and a ninja come <laughs> from the past travel through time don't ask why <laughs> <laughs> and don't don't ask anybody else if it matters to them because if these gibiate exist well anything's possible anything at all <laughs> yeah i'm good though this is a good uh, season this this was a fantastic season i had a lot of fun uh next next week we'll be doing our famous wrap-up episode where we watch the end of all the rest of the animes and we can come back and talk about oh, them one more time. I forgot. I, I want to watch. I'm excited to watch a couple more episodes of Gibiade. And I will not touch Millionaire Detective because I've just been hurt too many times. <laughs> all right. Well, so you guys can tell me and just. just I'll, I'll watch it. Because just tell me it's amazing all the way through. You, you know, no, no. <laughs> okay. See, Jay, well, here's my secret <laughs> I have zero expectation of any anime to ever be good. So. I mean, I'm so always just Yeah, here's the thing: going, they throw it in my face. Yeah, going into it, I think we all have the same expectations, which is none. That's the point of this. However, yeah. I agree yeah. with JW on this point that, like, when in the first couple of episodes of it, like, and I'm not talking about first three because first three, you know, to be a little weary. You're like, okay, it's been three, it's pretty good, but this is kind of where it starts to suck. When it gets through six, and you're still feeling that way, you're like. Huh, this really could maybe be decent. 
and then it throws it in your face after that. And I, I don't like that. Like, stick with the three-plus rule anime, please. Like, give me three episodes. Tell me where you're going to go so that I know what I'm getting into. Don't 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 fool me with six episodes of slightly above mediocrity where, like, I can kind of get invested in some things. And then the last six episodes, I don't know, take a dump on my chest. It's whoa, whoa, just wait. Here's a unflattering. Idea. Why not just put your best foot forward and then continue with that same best foot? Uh, that you're expecting too much. Please don't do that. Let's, oh, my let's bad. Sorry. Baby steps, Ethan. Baby I mean, steps. Fuck that. It, imagine like, oh, I'm ta- I'm putting my best foot forward. Great. And then what? What are you doing? Why are you putting a rake on the ground? Why are you stepping on the rake? You put it there. You put the rake there, and then you stepped on it and went, ha ha ha. Are you fucking with me? Are you fucking with me? Like, did you just do that on purpose? <laughs> Uh, anyway, so next week is going to be a lot of fun. We'll finish up. Just have some fun shooting the breeze about, uh, let's see, Super Hexeros, Misfit of Demon King Academy, Millionaire Detective and Monster Girl Doctor, especially because they only got uh, through one, through three episodes each of those. And then we'll touch back on Peter Grill and Gibiate as well. So it's going to be a gosh darn blast. Uh, we hope you guys all tune in for that as well. Uh, in the meantime, we'll see you guys next week. You and that itchy trigger finger. When you gotta go, brother, you gotta go. Keep up! Remember?